come to make a choice. It's time. I know what goes on behind the doors. I know because I saw it. I lived it. He is gone. I'm into some kinky stuff. What? D. Snyder Radio. I told you. Yeah, but- D. Snyder. Ooh, where's my autograph book? Okay, stop talking. Get in, sit down, shut up, and hold on. I Can I please say one more thing? Ladies and gentlemen, D. Let's play. Future with the show, Dark Side. What'd I do this time? <laughs> well, did you or did you not claim to have lost 21 pounds on Friday's show? Yeah. The weight of that, no pun intended, really set in over the weekend. And I started thinking about some of the changes you've made over the past year. And it dawns on me, Beth, mm-hmm. that he's cut his raggy old redneck hair, <laughs> losing his weight, 21 pounds. Yeah. Is there even a man boob under that shirt anymore? Uh, you know what? I think I still have them, but uh, they're, they're, they're definitely going away. He's been eating healthy. Mm-hmm. Going out to fancy restaurants, putting on airs. Yeah. I don't know if I have any use for some <laughs> cleaned up former redneck. Yeah. All right. Well, point counterpoint, D. Maybe yes. I'll help, I suppose, help Darcy's case. <laughs> uh, I do know that sometime this week or in the very near future, he's going in to have the rest of his arm sleeve with a tattoo. This afternoon. That should count in okay. his favor. Okay. Yeah. All right. That's um, in the plus column. Keep mm. in mind that for most of our vacation, week before last, he was in a drunken stupor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, I did point. notice the socks he's wearing today are no longer white. They're basically gray. No, they're not. Eh, I think they started out <laughs> white. But they're pretty gray. All right, a little bit. And uh, <laughs> he hasn't taken the do-rag off his head in months. I mean, I think, so, Dee, my point say? is... You can take the redneck <laughs> out of the backwoods, but you really can't ever take the backwoods out of the redneck. I think I, I understand what you're saying. Where I come from, we have a different saying. You can't polish a turd. <laughs> can throw a shine on it. You can spray paint it many colors. You can put a little flame job on it there. It's still essentially a turd. So don't worry about dark sun. Okay. Right, I feel better now. Thank you, Beth. Thank Dark you, side. Beth. He's the Thanks, same, I think. same Wookiee we, we've known and loved for years. <laughs> He's still on the team. <laughs> starting to get nervous here. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. I mean, I was thinking about 21 pounds. Yeah. That's really, a, quietly, mm-hmm. that's a hell of an accomplishment. Yeah, I still got more to go, but uh, I'm doing pretty good now. And then, you know, Nick, at the very end of the show on Friday, just sort of, Teased us with with we didn't even talk about it last week. 
you helping him move his last bits of furniture out. Oh, my God. And, and he got, you know, he had all, like, a little chill. He got all excited when you hoisted the television set above your head. Yeah, he was checking me out. <laughs> he was like going, what a man! Yeah, I wouldn't go that far. You were, you were clearly impressed. Yeah, it was pretty impressed. I gotta admit, I gotta give the kid props. I mean, that was pretty impressive. It's a, 20, it's a big 27-inch TV. You said you couldn't budget. No. <laughs> he couldn't either. Dave had it over his shoulder. Well, I, I mean, I never saw Dave as like a, a wussy or a wimp in any way, so that, I mean, it doesn't completely surprise me. Yeah, but the kid's got a lot of blubber. I mean, well, had Not a anymore. lot of blubber. Yeah, well... We have to pick on it for something else shape. now. And, well, there are plenty of other things. <laughs> yeah, so. many, people. many faults in the eyes of Valentino. <laughs> Big, flabby people, you can always throw their weight behind things. It has, there's a certain advantage to it. <laughs> yeah. Are you going to tell us about this little uh, moving experience when we do our weekends later on in the show? Oh, uh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. It continued over the weekend, I believe. Yep. Oh, okay. Well, right now it's time for our very own Sean's musical choice, something he picked especially for Beth. Oh, don't uh, do any favors, Sean. No the problem. The band's called Drowning Pool. Yeah, the song's like called it. Bodies. I think Wake Up <laughs> Wake up, people. It's Radio 104, D. Snyder Radio. Let the bodies hit the... Let me tell you a story about a little fat boy <laughs> that nobody loved. And then all the other kids, they used to make fun of him. <laughs> yeah. And they would pick on him. D. Snyder Radio, Radio 104. <laughs> so... What's really eating you, Sean? Wow. Nothing. I love that song. That may be your worst pick ever. Not since you picked Dragula by Rob Zombie. Have you made such a bad choice? I'm sorry. I know that this is a a new song here at Radio 104, but it's just not my cup of tea. Oh, yeah. I mean, but it's a good song. It wakes you up. It gets the blood pumping. I didn't mind it. I I quite enjoyed it. But but what's really eating at you? (laughs) Nothing. I'm okay. For sure. Yeah. Positive. No, I don't know okay. if you want to peel that on you. <laughs> <laughs> it's ugly. Right there. It's really ugly. <laughs> and no one ever asked Sean, the little fat boy who got picked on. No one ever asked him. It's really <laughs> a dark hole, D. Well, the chicken's still screaming, Sean. <laughs> well, the yes. chicken's laughing, I should say. Yes. <laughs> All right. We're back. We're back. I have much to do. On today's program, I'm sure I have it here somewhere. Ah, yes, I do, I do, I do. Mm-mm, we got, uh, now we're through Sean's Choice. Cross that off for a week. Um, Hopefully <laughs> <laughs> it only comes once every six days. Yes, it's not even actually a week. Uh, we got a recap, of course, news. Oh, 104 Fest tickets to give away. Good. Got a pair of those. We, uh, we were given a bunch just to do with what we please. And what pleases us is to just give them away simply during the course of the show. So uh, each day this week, I'm assuming we're going to do it each day this week, right, Nick? Yeah. Yeah, we'll give away a pair. Oh, we're going to get to some Ask D. Snyder Radio, something we haven't addressed in a while. Those letters do pile up. People have so many questions. Sometimes you inadvertently ask questions. You know, a lot of the, a lot of the emails are... Of course, responses, but then somewhere in there, you'll many of you will blurt out like some you know question some, that, that requires really a, a really good answer, and you seem to know that we don't answer 
uh, email directly. Well, you guys do, actually. Nick, Sean, Darkside, Beth, you guys respond sometimes when you can or yeah, all sometimes. the time? Well, how do you say if you can. So, but, so I take those letters and I'll highlight your question and we'll put it in the pile of Asty Snyder Radio and we'll address those questions. People write to Captain Howdy at clearchannel.com, the new address. All right. And we've got some other giveaways. We've got WWF Invasion Prize Pack to give away. This is one of those each day giving away a prize pack, Nick, and then on Friday the grand prize drawing bit. Yeah, that's right, too. Um, how are we doing this this time? We always try to give it a little little twist, so to speak. Yeah, what we're going to do this time is we're going to play a clip of a WWF superstar from a, uh, a previous interview uh, that uh, they've had on our show. And if uh, anyone out there can identify who the WWF wrestler is, uh, they'll get a prize pack for that day, and at the end of the week, uh, their name will be in the hat for the grand prize. That's good. Yeah. Very good. And, of course, we'll discuss our weekends at length. It's good you guys put together a little list this time, so I, uh, that was great. So I kind of know what people did, and uh, and I kind of can guide this thing so much better when it comes time for that. You people listening now, unless you listen to the whole show, you tune back in later. We're we try to mix it up a little bit and move stuff around. So today we're going to talk about a weekend's much later in the show because uh, we don't want people to hear the same thing every time they tune in. You know, we realize it gets to the point that you as a listener just listen to a certain time during the during the day and we had a tendency to do the same thing at that time every single day. That kind of gets a tad repetitive. I know what you're saying. But don't you do the song choice of the day and the banter out of that song, followed by the recap at the same time every day. Don't bust my balls. It's Monday, and although I had a really good weekend, <laughs> you don't want to push me too far at any point, okay? So get off my case, you sons of bitches. <laughs> I will say, however, that there is a... Uh, See what that song a, you picked did today, Sean? I yes. hope you're happy. Let Sorry. the bodies hit the floor. Let yeah. the bodies hit the floor. You did good, Jebby. You did good. <laughs> yeah. Beth said, Beth said she had never made it past the whispering. Well, the other day I was listening to the station. I don't, maybe it was, uh, I don't know, Will Cow introducing that song, and I heard the whisper started, and I said, ooh, I hit the button. <laughs> I knew it wouldn't be All right, let's, let's see. Let's see if we can, let's feel out that timing. Doc, so can you reload that song right there, Bodies by Drowning Pool? Okay, so you're sitting in the car. Let me get the picture. Okay. First of all, you were listening to Will Cow's show. It was a mistake. Okay. Uh, there must have been so some probably, other song I like. <laughs> I, I know what it was. Okay. We come in. Uh, you just leave the station after our meetings and stuff after the show. You get in your car. 104 is on. You turn it on. You catch the tail end of Will, pa Will Cow's voice. I got the button there. And he just said, uh, I say that. He's got kind of really. Mm -hmm. uh, bodies Drowning Pool, Radio 104. Let the bodies hit the floor. Where do you push? Now. <laughs> That's like me with your music. I know, but this time I was right. <laughs> but you didn't even know what it was. No, I the knew. words. I knew. I just knew. So you DMB slash REM fans, like you guys like know like we know? Like us metalheads know? Uh, sure. We can just sort of tell, like as soon as we hear that that clangy picky guitar we know that there's no hope for this song well, i knew All that as soon as he stopped whispering he was going to start screaming so i got out of there 
<laughs> is that what we do? <laughs> yeah. Angry, angry headbangers. We stop whispering. We start screaming. Uh huh. It's one or the other. Okay. <laughs> okay. Now, now, tell the truth. Weren't you already reaching for the button when you heard Wilkow's voice? <laughs> well, I mean, I don't. Don't. Uh, I get along fine with Andrew. I don't want to. I don't want to. Uh, I mean, some of the things he says, I find a little fantastic, and I certainly hit, hit the button. But that's the, that's the best new description I've heard in a long time. <laughs> what I'm talking about, very safe statement to make. They're fantastic. But he has very strong opinions on things, and sometimes I don't agree. You've got fairly strong opinions yourself. Often, I don't agree. Sure. <laughs> He's certainly well, allowed to have his opinions, and I think a uh, lot of, of people like to listen to them. Of course he is. He's just uh, trying to make make his mark here at Radio 104. But things certainly have changed since the flashback lunch box of Reverend uh, <laughs> <laughs> Dave. It's a little different. <laughs> <laughs> it's a less kind, less gentle midday show. Could you imagine if we went right from Reverend Dave to Wilkow? <laughs> People would be diving out windows and stuff. No I mean, buffer. It's, it's like throwing an anchor out of the back of your Volkswagen and trying to stop, you know. <laughs> yeah, well, but he's doing his thing, and his thing is very good. All right, well, look, we'll take a break. We'll come back, get into the recap, and it is entitled, He Took It in the Flipper. Took It in the Flipper. Don't remember. Is this some? Um, is this the story on? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> all right. I remember now. All right. Well, it's a good one. So stick around for that. All right. The news is on its way. A lot of fun. This is D Snyder Radio, people. Don't forget, it's Radio 104. D Snyder Radio. Zip zip. I'm there. On Radio 104. Now back to D. Snyder Radio. 30 million people hear what you got to say. That's oh, going to be awesome. As far as the quality of it. We didn't argue with them much. On Radio 104. Hey, big things going on here at D. Snyder Radio. Big plans. Big surprises. Not this week, but the week after, we got something really cool going on. But I can't tell you about it. Just trust us. <laughs> this is the best kind of tease, because I can't even say anything about the tease. Other than this, we look good. And we're, doing, we're like preparing for it this weekend, and I can't even tell you about that. <laughs> and then on Monday, we can't even talk about our weekend, because it's so top secret. This, this is like top, top secret. And then when we finally tell you, you're going to say, well, what was so secret about that? And I can't tell you. <laughs> it's too secret. Even if you know the secret, when you know the secret, I can't tell you why it was a secret. <laughs> but you just have to trust us. They can trust us, right, Beth? I mean, I think so. we're trustworthy. They take our word for it sometimes. So... Good hap, big happenings, but you know, also we're talking about, and that's we'll talk on the weekend. Nick was at the Rockcats game, but we're trying to put together a night, decided radio night at the Rockcats. We've got some, uh, we got a, an idea to do decided radio movie premiere uh, night. You know, take a whole bunch of you guys to a movie premiere. You know, so we got some different things we're working on to do with the peeps because that's what it's all about. And of course, I know that our resident blabbermouth. 
Sean will tell all of our secrets on the streets so everybody will know anyway. That's okay. I just can't talk on the air. But Sean, don't be a blabbermouth. I won't. I got my, you know, I got slapped around, you know, after yeah. on the show. Yeah, yeah. You can't be a blabbermouth. No, I'm a good you boy You watch Jackie Gleason where he says, I'm a blabbermouth. A blabbermouth. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, you can't do that. Because no. we get screwed up, even if I don't talk about it on the air, if you go and talk to everybody and then, like, certain people get, talk, get spoken to and word gets out and then we could have problems. No, I keep my mouth shut. I know what I'm doing. And I got, like I said, I got slapped around on Friday. Oh, my God. I'm Sean, nobody likes a blabbermouth. I'm a good boy now. <laughs> what do you mean you get slapped around on Friday? What do you do? Uh, <laughs> just, just, a Nick? just a verbal beat down. It's too inside, you guys. <laughs> Is it still? Yeah. Is it, is, it, is it the subject that I'm saying we can't talk about? I don't, know I don't even can... know what's going on. We should move on. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, I don't Nick know. sent me a message. Uh, that Nick sent me a message that Sean's going to tell everyone the secret. And that's, I thought there was something. And then the way Sean was reacting, I thought he actually did something I didn't know about. No, he didn't so. do anything he didn't know about. <laughs> so he's apologizing yeah. for stuff that he didn't do. Yeah. Oh, boy. No one sucks up like you, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> Takes the blame for stuff he never did. It's great. That's, that, that's <laughs> old school sucking up, Beth. You don't see it like that much anymore. <laughs> no. Brown nosing at the level. Suck. Suck. <laughs> Taking yeah. one for the team. Oh, that's great stuff. Okay. We'll do the recap. It's from Friday's show. It's entitled, He Took It in the Flipper. Um, enjoy. Okay, this is D. Snyder Radio. It's Radio 104. Well, biologists in Brazil say they have found evidence of homosexual relationships between dolphins. Scientists claim they have seen the animals engaging in I'm gay. oral sex <laughs> and have watched some practicing lesbianism. They say it proves sexual stimulation among dolphins can be pleasure-driven. One of the scientists said we've observed 21 cases of homosexual relationships between dolphins, eight of them including oral sex. Look, I'm gay. He said very, very observing gay. male dolphins having sex with each other was much simpler than observing oral female sex? dolphins because they have much more evident sexual organs. Yeah, I mentioned that early on in the story, but at that time, Darkseid was playing the faggot sound effects. You may have missed that. They were having oral sex? Yeah. Well, I guess that is evidence. <laughs> I mean, I was suspicious of my dog from time to time when they're humping each other, but I never saw one going down on the other one. <laughs> Holy crap. What they say, you know, <laughs> what they're saying is that this proves that dolphins get pleasure out of having sexual relationships with other dolphins. Hi, little fella. How are you doing today? Sean, no, you can't keep a dolphin as a pet. <laughs> That's too bad because I love dolphins. <laughs> the Mystic Aquarium has just put up Sean's picture. <laughs> Don't allow him in. Now, just, be, just to be sure, that's dolphin with dolphin, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Dolphin. I know it was dolphin with people. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> They're gay. Yeah, he seemed to really be enjoying it. Uh, worker at an Italian... Oh, excuse me. Yes. Excuse me. 
Nick, care to pontificate on uh, dolphin bisexuality? Yeah, dolphin bisexuality? Well, I don't want him next to me. He smells like tuna fish. <laughs> well, I, all I can say is, is just by sight. You can tell that dolphins are gay just by looking at them. Oh, oh, they okay. have that look? Yeah, totally. That's well, if we were a bunch of them. other 20-somethings singles sitting at a bar, you'd be like, yeah, yeah, I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. I thought that, too. They're dolphins, happy fish. You can thing. tell that they're happy fish compared to most other fish that you see at SeaWorld being fed. So you mean gay like festive? Well, yeah, but it, it kind of overlaps and translates into, you know, gay sex between, you know, <laughs> dolphins. Yeah, definitely. Well, this definitely explains why Sean smells like fish all the time. <laughs> well, an Italian worker at a social security office over there managed to live for a year at his office before anyone even noticed. That is great. He slept for a year on his own desk at the Department of Social security near Rome. He lost his home and couldn't afford any other rent, and so instead of finding alternate accommodations, he just decided to live at work. He was finally discovered by a cleaning woman, but for a while persuaded her not to tell anyone. She eventually confessed to her boss after complaints were made about the state of the office. Apparently, she had to explain why the floor was dirty every morning, because he had been sleeping there, and apparently he also had begun to invite women back to the office. Yeah. <laughs> All right. That's awesome. Nick, yeah. first of all... Nick's hero. Yeah, first of all, this is easier done in a regular workplace where there's legitimate office hours because there aren't overnight people. No. So you just appear to be this incredibly diligent worker <laughs> who's there be, at that last person to leave and the first person to come in every morning. You, you get incredible. Think of the brownie points he must have been getting with the, my God, this guy's commitment is insane. Until they found out he was living there and bringing back women. <laughs> right, right. And, but at the radio station, it's a little tougher because we have overnight jocks. So they're going to be fully aware that Nick's in his PJs with his teddy bear sleeping over there in the production over there in the production studio. But yeah, you should do it without telling anybody. It just would be funny as hell hmm. if you just started sleeping here, started slowly bringing in furniture. Just first, you just bring in like a little, I don't know, a pillow, and then it's like a lamp. <laughs> a night table with a clock on it and then slowly start adding stuff and I'll bet it would go unnoticed until you had like your whole entertainment center in there with the TV and Nick's in there watching TV with a drink hey what's up just a little relaxation before I turn in you, know? you, should, you should do it man you, you, just, do it. you know how they put all those notes conference room reserved for intern meeting you just put up conference room reserved indefinitely I'm living here yeah please don't bother my stuff don't touch my stuff <laughs> and, like, you know, the pictures up and stuff. you touch my stuff I break you face yeah and anyway, Got the re little, the, the little, uh, what do you call it? The refrigerator and the microwave in there. You start putting your soy sauce in there and your tangeray and all that stuff, right? Yeah, that's possible. You put it all in there. Hmm. It, that would be so freaking funny. And it's such a statement, too, that, like, you're forced to live in this station. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. All you do is leave to go sleep, really, anyway. You've spent so many hours here. Yeah. So why not? Yeah. We can talk about it anymore. You should just do it, and then we'll report back on it when it happens. Well, finally, Steffi Graf and Andre Agassi are confirming they are expecting a baby. It's due in mid-December. One report says it's a boy. I don't know if they've officially said that. I, I, like, I have another report. 
Um, it's a nose. <laughs> Just a big nose. Can you imagine how great a tennis player this kid is going to be? Theoretically. Yeah. Anything to do with genetics is true. Unless it gets all like the worst genes. But yeah, this kid could be the next superstar. My God. Agassi quit, said, quote, this is a very exciting time for us. We are so happy to have been blessed with this gift. No report on whether or not they plan to marry. Yeah, well, there's some bad news about the nose. <laughs> it has no hair. It's bald nose. It's, it's the worst features of both people. <laughs> Old big nose. See, no nose here. That's what I was talking about. We're back. Nick, I was thinking, listening to that, you know, and I, it's something I've been mulling over. What are the possibility? What is the possibility of you taking out a DAT machine with a hidden mic? Now, bear with me. I know there's issues with hidden mics. Yeah. And taping some round table conversations round table not literally a round table meaning just but between you and like-minded friends of yours you know at a club or, or at a you stop off for something to bite to eat or hanging out at your apartment and of course afterwards you have to ask them if they're cool with playing it but being young dumb guys as they are they'll be like yeah awesome you know go right ahead but I just, I just think it's just so funny when you hear, you know, especially Beth, in any scenario, nothing gets stu nothing fuels stupidity like like-mindedness. <laughs> when you get a group of people who agree on a topic, any group of people, okay, and and you, I don't care if they're rocket scientists or they're Nick's friends, if there's nobody there to object or throw a wrench in the works or slow the process, you know, say, well, you know, I, I don't know if in every situation, you know, somebody, there's no voice of reason there. It's like a runaway train of stupidity. Believe me, I know. Do you know what I'm saying? Well, yeah, I've had to it, step in at certain times on this show. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Or in the room, but, see, but, the, but you're stopping it. You're throwing a wrench in there. Can you imagine, un, unhindered, what a conversation in Darkside's living room must be like, or around that campfire with Darkside and a bunch of his friends? Yeah, to be honest with you, I think you'll get better audio from uh, <laughs> that group over there. Ah, any group. That I just, and then to be able to take that tape and just sit and play it back and listen. To, to these geniuses expound <laughs> on the virtues of, you know, of mortal combat and why it should be brought back as a, you know, as an art form, <laughs> you know, mm. it's just, it's just, and it always starts with something innocuous on somebody's part. Man, those are the good old days. What? <laughs> you know, <laughs> it had a problem with somebody and it was Mono Imano out in the street, man. Facing off. Yeah. And then it just <laughs> escalates. And until since it, unless there's somebody there say, wait a minute, come on, those were primitive times. We've we've grown beyond that was like then the whole thing stops. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right. <laughs> you don't want to revert back. No, no. But if there's nobody there to say the hey, come on, that's and just just you egg it on. Which is what I would do if I was hanging out. <laughs> hey, you know, I just a few, yeah, right? You just place, <laughs> yeah. Those were the days. 
Forget about it. Well, of course, by the end, they're actually fighting and beating each other up around the Dark Side's campfire. <laughs> but is there any chance of that, Nick? Are you taking a mic with you in one of these, conversa- these conversations? Sure, I could do that. I mean... Dude. 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 I guess you've got a point there. Yeah. We'd have to edit out the dude fest every mm-hmm. now and then. <laughs> yeah, I could try to do that. I mean, I'll get decent stuff for you, but people who drink are a little bit different than, like, I think the conversation that you're looking for is perfect for potheads. I mean, when they start philosophizing about life and weird things, I mean, some of the conversations are so... Inane. <laughs> it hurts your head you know to listen to a little bit. You guys, I don't think saw it, but I did finally in Beth. I know so traffic. Mm-hmm. Do you remember in traffic where the young girl is sitting with four friends and they are doing every drug in the world? Yes. And she's sitting there expounding on how effed up everything is, and her boyfriend's like, "You are so." Right, yeah. and they're just and it's just just gone. They're making no sense at all, and they're just gone. I mean, not only are they high, but they're everything they they think their thought process is so corrupt at this point, and there's nobody there to stop them. And and, and observing that made me think about what's it like just sitting in on being a fly on a wall in Nick's apartment when he had one, <laughs> when him and the boys are hanging around drinking, you know, gin and. <laughs> okay. Maybe passing a doobie, or we'll be back at the campfire again, dark side, <laughs> pissing on fire and drinking. Good old days. And I, oh man, if either of you guys could do that, because I know your friends would sign off in a hot second. Oh, I don't sure. care how dumb they sound, as long as the names are mentioned on the air. Yeah, they don't care. Yeah, yeah. I think I could, I could uh, work that. It'd have to be at the right time. But yeah, there's some great conversations, like about four or five o'clock in the morning. You find pretty interesting. <laughs> this is this, um, and you know, and I always miss those conversations because since I was never high, I always had to excuse myself very early on because I'd see the stupidity starting, and I'd have to say, you know. We got a big show tomorrow. I got to get out of here. Because I knew that somebody was going to be laying on the floor pretending they were a centerfold in a, in a dirty magazine sooner or later like my guitar player, Eddie. But if you could make... Really, serious. If you could... You wanted, that would be great on the street stuff, man. Just take me one of those conversations. I'll have a ball with that. All right. We got news coming up next. Beth Lockwood, what's going on in the world? Well, another set of septuplets was born this time in D.C. I'll tell you about that family. Newly much bigger family. Also, the Bulls have run at Pamplona. I'll tell you who got gored and oh. uh, who didn't. It's always a good time over there. Also, a man tries an interesting method of relieving his hemorrhoid suffering. Oh. oh. Really interesting and oh. I would say somewhat embarrassing. Also, the ultimate bachelor pad is up for sale, Nick. I know that you're in the market for new digs. I'll tell you where that is. Cool. Are you not talking about Nick's place? (laughs) Which you may need to spend. (laughs) Um, A British company is working on a real James Bond-style amphibious car. This is for the guy who has everything D. You may be interested in looking into that. Also, the one one piece I'm missing in my perfect (laughs) picture. (laughs) A 101-year-old man sets a world record for running. I'll tell you about him, and I'll try not to have another misstep on a story about <laughs> strange oh, run. And believe it or not, MTV is 20 years old, and I'll tell you what they're doing oh, to celebrate. Man. I know. How old does that make us feel? 
It doesn't make me feel old okay. at all. <laughs> okay, and let's have a traffic uh, update before we take a break. Psycho Dan, good morning, man. Good morning, D. This traffic report is brought to you by Amica Insurance. Auto, home, life, and integrity. Very quiet out there. Just one minor problem on 84 East. We had a report of a breakdown by exit 43. That'll slow you down just a bit. However, 84 West looks good. No problems coming over the Bulkley Bridge. 91 North and South are delay-free coming into town. Route 2 is a smooth ride. 91 South into New Haven also looks pretty good, as does 95 South. No problems there. Route 8 in Waterbury is a smooth ride. At 649, I'm Psycho Dan at this Modern Rec Report on Radio 104. WMRQ, Waterbury, Hartford. There are methods that they use that we can't always understand. D. Snyder Radio. But that's what we do. On Radio 104. Now back to D. Snyder Radio. Did I say that? Yes, you said that. Radio 104. Hey, Thursday. We got a D-Sider Radio Family Feud coming your way, so be sure to head to the Peeps poll at Radio104.com and answer this week's survey questions so we can have some fun with your answers. All right? That's Radio104.com, the Peeps poll. If you ain't never been there, you definitely want to check out our page. We got a whole bunch of stuff going on, archive photos. You can wander down memory lane with the <laughs> Snyder Radio and or fresh and old memories or uh, maybe you've had an image in your in your mind like what does Sean look like and it depends. Well, <laughs> the evidence is there. <laughs> You'll never get it out of your mind. Just no, no. <laughs> it's like you go, Oh, I thought you couldn't speak, Mr. Sick to your stomach over there. <laughs> I could speak. Might have to puke soon, but now you don't think this is this is uh, this is different than your usual stomach issues? Uh, yeah, I think it's different than my usual stomach issues. Ugh, you feel nauseated, really? Yeah, I feel nauseous. That's much different than feeling like. Don't touch anything he touched, Beth. Well, Sean is running around here with germs as well. Both of them. Oh, I don't have germs. I just feel like I get a puke. I think it's more of, you know, from the weekend and everything more so than... Oh, so I, well, I can't um, catch your you, drunkenness. So. No, you can't catch that. No. All right. Well, oh, it's weekend issues. Good. Okay, well, we'll find out about your weekend in just a little bit. Hey, have you heard that you can win my Sea-Doo? That's right, my Cedar Personal Watercraft. It is so righteous. 2001 GS two seater worth uh, more than seven thousand dollars comes seven dollars comes complete with a trailer and everything. Uh, my family is having a blast on it, and I was thinking about it this this week. I was saying, you know, you're getting a really not beat on watercraft because a lot of these watercrafts, when you buy used, you don't know where they've been or what they've been through. But you know me, I'm pulling the kids in a tube. Cheyenne, first of all, doesn't want to go anywhere near the thing. She's not afraid. She loves roller coasters. She's not afraid of anything, but she doesn't want to go in the sea, dude. And I swear I didn't scar her or anything, Beth, by, like, you know, whipping her around in that tube thing well, we pull behind it. She's a little young to hold on to the tube by herself, isn't she? I haven't done it. Okay. I, I haven't done it. All she's all she's done is ride. I swear I wouldn't do that to my children. I don't want to scar my kids for life like moi. Um, but, you know, with just me in the front, Cheyenne in the middle, and Suzette in the back, three of us 
going painfully, like no wake speed. You know, like in certain areas, you're not allowed mm-hmm. to make a wake. That's the only time she'd been on it. I don't want, I'm never going on that thing. Four-year-old with the hand gestures. <laughs> never going on that thing again. Nothing happened. Talk to nothing, the hand, daddy. <laughs> nothing happened. <laughs> she, so she's taken to say hello. She's been watching Bring It On, the Chile movie. And she's taken to say, I'm over here. Hello. <laughs> At four years old. It's just kind of disturbing. Anyway, but so the point is that you can register all summer long to win my CEDU, and there's going to be a, uh, a grand prize drawing, obviously, on September 6th of this year. There's three places you can register. You can register at Humphreys East in New Haven, Humphreys West in Westbrook, or right at Landon Sea Marine in Waterbury, where I got my CEDU, and say hello to owners Bob, and, Bob or Phil. Was it Bob or Bob and Phil? But while you're there, register. It's pretty easy. I'm sure you can do it as many times as you like. Probably just not at the same time, you know, if you go back again and again to Humphreys, who's going to know? If you put a, you know, you register, you register, you register, you increase your chances of winning. Okay? If that's the case, you know Joe Rock's got this seat <laughs> locked. Um, just kidding, people. It's not, the fix is not in. All right? So uh, make sure to register because I'll tell you, it is an awesome, awesome product. Okay. Hmm. Some reactions, Beth. Okay. Some things we were talking about before we get into the news. Blank message resend, please. Uh, regarding uh, subject, watch what your kids do. D, I was listening on Friday when you and the gang were talking about the kids going to their friends' houses and not be able to watch over what they do while they're at other people's homes. Let me tell you, it's not just friends' homes where there's a problem. In my senior year of high school, our high school football team's fight song was, we're not going to take it. Right on. The song was so inspirational that I started checking out the rest of that band's albums. I stumbled across an album called You Can't Stop Rock and Roll, which contained the song I Am My Me, which changed my life forever. Well, he goes on to say that um, his mom was a bit of a holy roller, and he, uh, taking uh, listening to the words of my song, was inspired to stand up for himself, and he's never been the same. All positive, though, Beth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> nothing bad, nothing evil. A man's got his own company, his own home. He's, uh, you know, he's, 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 he's happy, he's focused, and he, he thanks me for that. So I'm glad you heard the words, man. Uh, you guys are sitting there going, whoa. Well, if you heard the words, you know what he was talking about. Nick would go home and listen, but he sold that copy of the CD during his tag sale. That's right. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, Nick, maybe you could go and like record it off your copy and uh, we could listen to the words on the show, but you've sold it for 10 bucks, right? Yeah. Today, Nick brought in a book that he had borrowed from me, what, about a year ago? Yeah. I figured that you'd sold it, but I'm glad that you didn't sell my stuff. Thanks. <laughs> I got it back to you. Uh, well, you know, you know, Nick, did, I didn't autograph that CD, did I? Did I? No, I was hoping that I had an autograph copy, but no. If one be really scummy, before you start selling the CDs I gave you, you could have had me sign them. Like I you could have played it off. Like, yeah, it's a little weird for me to ask <laughs> to work together and all, but you know, would you? Could you mind just me so? No, 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 don't personalize it. Just a general, you know. Twist it forever. Are you doing so. this blue pen? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> on eBay. <laughs> Nick, why are you taking a picture of me signing it? No reason. <laughs> just a uh, little memory. <laughs> yeah, and on the subject. Of, uh, of CDs and pirating of mm. CDs and see uncopyable CDs. Remember you were talking about that in the sure. news? 
Well, Daryl writes, D, I understand your point about CD copying. I used to be an artist myself, and I understand fully how the business works. Anyways, if someone buys a CD, that CD is theirs. They should be able to make a copy if they want to. Sometimes I make backups of mine because the original gets a little scratched, etc., and it becomes unusable. unusable. Now, on that same sort of extension of that, Sean writes, D, you know I have no problem not allowing MP3s or other forms of file transfer that hurt artists by giving away music for free. But blocking copying of audio CDs is illegal. Copyright law says I am allowed to make one copy for my own personal use. I think I heard that somewhere, Beth, by the way. While many people will use this inappropriately, it is still the law. By stopping me from copying a CD, they are violating the law. I suppose the record companies will lower the cost of CDs because of this violation? Hardly. Oh, well, here comes another lawsuit. Sean, this is a really tough subject, you know, because as, a fan, as an artist and as a music fan who never abused the privilege of making a tape copy of something or whatever... I understand what these guys are saying. And you now, should be able to. I guess that probably prevents you, too, from making really cool mix mixes. Apparently, you know, it probably does. And, and I don't think that stuff should be prevented. But the, you know, unfortunately, like the, because people have abused it so much, maybe that's why they've had to go to extreme measures. Well, you know, it's just like the old... The old speech Otter gave in Animal House. Are we going to let the actions of a few bad apples... Uh, you, you know, this, and that's the problem. There are people who abuse the system so mm -hmm. badly, so abu or so abusive, that they ruin it for everybody else who just want to download a, you know, um, a special live version of a, of a, a favorite song or, or want to make a cop, like you said, a, a mix of your own favorite songs or something like that. And why shouldn't you be able to make a copy of, a, of something you already bought as a safety? You should. I have no problem with that. And, and then you get to the music industry. I mean, this should be, this whole idea of the, of the uncopyable CD, I think it'd be more palatable to people if it was coming from the artists. If the artists, you know, the, 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 some artist union had put together the monies and had this finance and came up with this idea. But coming from the record companies who are guilty of, of just raping people over the cost of CDs, which cost them less than a dollar to actually produce, and when you, call, when you include the band's angle in there, it costs them a few bucks. And they've been charging, what are they up to now, 18 bucks? So 16 to 18. Yeah, a, a and they've been saying for years. When they first came out with CDs, they said, well, this is a new technology. It's very expensive. And everybody went, oh, okay, understandable. Now, you know, 20 years later, whatever it is, everybody's going, you got to be freaking kidding me. And this is something that's been going on in Washington. So with all the money that they're making and the way they're abusing the, the system, should they be the ones that are sitting there saying, you can't make copies? I don't know. It's... It's a freaking mess. But, anyways, it's time now for some more news so mm -hmm. people can write their opinions on that. Beth Lockwood, enlighten us. A fire from a gas grill explosion destroyed a condominium building in Brookfield last night, leading de leaving dozens of residents homeless. Firefighters had a tough time battling the blaze because the condo complex didn't have fire hydrants. Local water companies had to send in tankers to help. Did you say a fire from a gas grill? Locally. <laughs> yeah! Yeah! Is that the same guy from Texas who blew up all those many months ago? <laughs> who wants a burger? Anybody want a burger? 
Yeah, was you, it during a barbecue or just happened? Uh, well, a gas grill exploded. I assume that it was probably being used. Wow, nice dog sign. <laughs> I love that new one. <laughs> That's definitely... You go, give me that one again, dark sign. Oh, well. Back to the kitchen. I smell something burning. <laughs> this is, uh, you know, and were people hurt? Killed? Well, I don't have a report of any serious injuries. However, dozens of residents in Brookfield, Connecticut were left homeless. Okay, so that wouldn't be funny then. No, not no. for them, I wouldn't think. Did you say it was Connecticut earlier? I did. I, I said locally. <laughs> pretty loudly, actually. Right as, t- uh, as Tush began playing. Could you, could you play a siren or something in the future? Give us a heads up. <laughs> I'm sorry, it just reminded me of that story. I know. That big, that, that in Texas, that big hole in the ground that used to be somebody's home after their gas grill blew up. I mean, it was, it was just, uh, struck me funny. Well, this is local, but go to town anyway. <laughs> the Waterbury Zoning Board is expected to act tonight on a request for a live chicken market in the city. Gumshum Gokul wants to open the market in the city's south cool. end. A gumshum go cool. Okay. Opponents are concerned, however, over the smell and exposing young children to the slaughtering of birds. It's been more than 30 years since the city had a live chicken market. Gokul says there is a market for his product by people like Muslims who require fowl to be slaughtered in a special way due to religious beliefs. What the hell is that smell? <laughs> <laughs> no kidding. That's old school. <laughs> slaughterhouses out there in the open. It was a smell that people knew when you grew up. I mean, I remember in the 70s going past the slaughterhouses and driving to gigs in New Jersey and there was a slaughterhouse right off the New Jersey Turnpike. The smell was staggering. Ugh. That's all Waterbury needs to improve its image. (laughs) Rotting chicken smell. And everything. Waterbury's, you know... (laughs) They've been trying so hard to pull themselves up by their bootstraps and improve things. Now let's just put a chicken market. <laughs> 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 Most people are going, figures. Yeah. <laughs> what next? One in the tuck? <laughs> Washington, D.C. police are using 50 of their recruits to search for missing intern Chandra Levy. Police chief, though, says it's unlikely Levy was abducted by a stranger. Her family says she often left behind her ID when meeting her, quote, secret lover. Well, well, did you hear that he requested, that apparently he asked her to now? That's what they're saying, is that he didn't want her to be identified if they'd ever gotten pulled over or something like that. So he asked her Mm -hmm. or told her to leave her ID at home. Mm -hmm. You know, I think her... um, her family and attorney said it best when they said it that you know even though he's cooperating he's acting awfully suspicious mm-hmm. would you agree with that just something not even you know it, it, maybe in an effort to be forthcoming he's coming off like he's not being forthcoming you're more interested in the things that he's not offering they they seem to stand out more mm-hmm. than all the things that he's offering to do well, things like taking a lie detector test, but with his attorney and not with the D.C. police. You right. Know, I, although I have to say that I wouldn't be all that willing to take a lie detector test in an incident where I was being accused of something. And if I, if I were innocent, I would feel like, hey, you know what? I, I have rights here. I don't have to submit to a lie detector test. 
Well, when it comes to lie detector tests, that's one thing I definitely agree with you on. Is I've been I'd be very reticent to take one because there are people who take them well. There are people who don't take them well. And I have a feeling I'm not one of those people who would take them well. Well, and really, if I'm innocent of something, whose business is it what I've been doing with my time? Because they're going to ask you all sorts of questions. He's already admitted that he's had a relationship with her. I'm sure his marriage is in a shambles. And uh, he'll have to tell the truth or not about other accusations. So... I only took one lie... Ever take a lie detector test? No. Why did you take a lie detector test? For a job. For a job... In the seventies, for what job? And it was a, it was an art supply store, and it was just like a, it was like a clerk's job. And I don't smoke, I don't drink, I don't get high. I didn't. I'm a pretty decent guy. I'm not a criminal. I've got no criminal record. Convicted? No, never convicted. And um, and I didn't get the job. And the only thing I could make of not getting the job was that I failed the lie detector test or something came up there. I'm saying, what did they ask me that I was lying about? I didn't lie about anything. Yeah, even asked me, have you ever stolen anything? Well, I did tell them the truth. I told them, you know, when I was a, little, when I was a kid, like 12, 13, you know, I shoplifted some candy or something like that. You know, some stupid kids do, but most kids do it, dark side. <laughs> That's what they're all. That's like, yeah, a couple cars. You know, we all do it in, in Britain. I can't no, we, believe- we've had this discussion, but I failed. I can't believe you had to take a lie detector test to get a job in an art supply store. It seemed incredible, yes. But they do that with some jobs, and that was years ago. Mm-hmm. But the point is, I agree with you that, you know, that I would be concerned about taking because i couldn't guarantee that you know i that i know even if i'm not guilty that i pass it because those things make me really uncomfortable mm-hmm. why and another question why does that make me uncomfortable i got nothing to hide hmm. i don't know i guess maybe you think that the machine will be faulty and that you'll get accused of something you didn't actually do i suppose it can go both ways right and then you'll be like convicted in the minds mm-hmm. of the people giving the test and when you and that makes me nervous that I know I'm innocent, but what if the thing misreads and then that gets you all jumpy? Meanwhile, I know people who like have nerves of steel. They go in there and take those things like it's nothing. Nick would do good on a polygraph test, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Blow the needle off the machine. <laughs> well, there's final relief for Americans at the gas pump. Wait a minute. He must be lying. We asked him if he ever stuck anything in his butt, and he said yes. <laughs> He had nerves of steel. It didn't, the needle didn't budge, but there's no way he would do that to himself. Prices have dropped nearly 13 cents in the past three weeks. The survey shows rising supplies let consumers pay 16 cents a gallon less than a year ago. Analysts say prices could continue to fall if crude oil prices don't increase. Good news. Yeah, I have noticed it. Yeah. Uh, definitely good news when you've mm-hmm. got the gas guzzlers that I've got. <laughs> Very exciting. <laughs> Well, the father of septuplets, born last week in Washington, D.C., says he and his wife had always wanted a large family. Fahad Katani tells the Washington Post that they had lost two other children in the past five years, one at six months and one at three years, and they'd come to the U.S. from Saudi Arabia to seek medical treatment for their youngest child. They also have a nine-year-old son. By Sunday, five of the newborns were breathing on their own, and a sixth is expected to do so today. That's great news. In- instant jihad. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I, I, I have to say, I, I don't, I think I might rather have zero than seven. That's a lot. 
instant and instantaneously, that's a lot. I mean, if I were in the situation where they said, okay, well, you have either zero or you may have seven, I might say, oof, I don't think I can take seven. Yeah, I think it's kind of cool of them to be as um, not publicity aware Mm -hmm. or conscious as others have been. I mean, like some of these other couples who've had seven or eight, what, I think seven's the, the most they've mm-hmm. had, seven? And lived, I think. They, they've like, you know, had the whole pregnancy in the press. Well, yeah, Every, because you get a lot of free stuff. Maybe these people well, who came from Saudi point. Arabia don't know all the perks. Maybe so. Maybe so. <laughs> <laughs> Is it true, Darkseid, that Michelle's got nine on the way? <laughs> uh, Irish twins. She's having a litter. Hey, let's get a traffic update from Psycho Dan. Psycho. This traffic report is brought to you by Call Before You Dig. Dig Safely, Connecticut. Call Before You Dig. Yeah! 1-800-922-4455. For more information, visit the Call Before You Dig website at www.cbyd.com. All right, traveling on 84 East slows up just a bit between exits 40 and 41. We had some debris in the highway, so that'll slow you down just a bit. 84 West, some steady traffic coming over the Bulkley Bridge now. 91 South, a little bit slow by exits 33 and 32A and B. 91 North, we had a breakdown out near exit 21. That slows things down just a bit out there. Route 2, a little bit slow from exit 3 up to the flyover. 91 South into New Haven is delay-free. 95 South, you'll run into some steady traffic from exit 51 leading up to the Q Bridge. Route 8 in Waterbury is delay-free. At 716, I'm psychoing out this Modern Rec Report on Radio 104. Well, the running of the Bulls happened in Pamplona over the past week, and it looks like a total of eight people were gored during this year's festival. Six people were gored on Saturday, and on Sunday, they had a guy from Canada who was gored and a guy from Norway who was gored. It looks like the most serious of those, a 30-year-old who is listed in serious conditions with head injuries after taking a fall. It's amazing to me that people continue (laughs) to do this year after year. Well, I don't know. It seems kind of thrilling the last death was in 1995 when an american death was gored gored through the stomach (laughs) you dumb bastard did i hear something about somebody getting a a bull's horn right up the rectum right up the patoot i heard that somewhere this this week no 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 i don't know so somewhere i wouldn't be surprised where it went right just went right up the old wazoo i mean not only do you get gored but people get trampled or they get slammed by the bulls down on the ground it's pretty bloody at points nick you know when this show starts getting syndicated we have more money will you would you let us send you down there like more money on our budget would you go down there i would go down there i i mean would you run yeah, I'd run with the Bulls. I mean, I was the Bull in high school, so <laughs> I figure I could do pretty well there. But uh, well, no, that seems insane. That whole concept, fast. that whole concept to me, like I think I could elude the Bulls. That's what everybody thinks. And meantime, they're getting gored. You don't think anybody goes in with the expectation they're going to get have gored? Have you seen the tape of these people? They have no idea what's going on. They're they're not smart people. I would be able to. I'd take a page out of Mudbone's book. You know what I mean? Stick and move, stick and move. <laughs> but uh, shoot it with a Nina. The whole concept of this thing is absolutely ridiculous. I mean, they're running down narrow streets, highways, and byways, whatever. 
and they're getting trampled. Like, why would you want to do that on a Sunday afternoon? I don't know. I don't get it. Because well, it's exciting, I guess. See, the problem, I think, is, is that there's so many people in the streets. Yeah. It's not a matter of how quick you are and how quick to, you know, to react you are, but... What if there's somebody standing right there, some slow, fat bastard, you know, <laughs> that, and you're, where you want to dodge, yeah. and he's already in your way. With that density of people in those streets, all those bulls got to do is shake their heads around. They got to hit something. Yeah. I feel bad for the bull. I mean, you know. Oh, yeah, you know the bull's ter- terrified. Yeah, right well, now, he has yeah. no choice but to just start running and, and stabbing at people. He's more scared than the idiots in the streets. Oh, I don't think they seem that scared. They're just out to, I mean, at that point. Well, the man's not running. scared. They're freaked out. Yeah. I think they're, I think they're, I think they're, they're obviously upset and, and, uh, and they're in a very offensive and defensive posture mentally, you know? So, listen, if... So if we were to get money, you would go down there? Oh, sure. To run with the Would bulls? you run? Of course I would. Yeah. I would, I would tape it and everything. It'd be so cool. <laughs> but I would bring For your Sean- safety and well-being? No, 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 no. What? For your safety and well-being, I'd say no Sean on that trip. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. You trip over him or something like that. <laughs> or, no, but you could also use him to block. Of course, that's what I really want to do. I'd find some fat Mexican or Sean or something, and I would run. <laughs> Mexican? It's in Spain, you know. Uh, well, <laughs> whatever. Uh, same. Yeah. And uh, I would run in front of them, so two things work out. I wouldn't have to run that quickly, and as soon as the bull, like, reared its head to, like, you know, get him from behind... As soon as they headbutted him and the fat Mexican or Sean went flying in the air, that's when I would make my move to the left or the right because I would, I would know that someone's getting tossed and that's when I would get out of the way. You were a quarterback. You know how to get out of the way of the sack. Elude, yeah. yeah. I would elude. Do me it. a favor. Yeah. After, the, after you run, I'm sure that everybody's going to be hanging out in the bars. Mm-hmm. And probably you holding court. <laughs> a bunch of, of locals there sitting around a table sharing a tequila. Yeah. Could you bring a tape recorder yeah. and just, just capture some of that conversation? Yeah, that'd be awesome. Oh, yeah. Because so cool. I, I think that the, the words that, that might be said in a situation like that would just be something we'd want to translate and spend a lot of time with. Oh, I'll make a scene out of it, D. I'll, I'll go bare-chested with a big, like, D-Euro on my back or something. That'd be Don't so you have cool. to have, like, a white shirt with a red, some red yeah. bandana or the, something the on it? The red makes them nuts. Or yeah. something yeah. out. i got to have a big D-Euro sticker somewhere, like on my forehead. <laughs> I'm, I'm making a scene. <laughs> All right, we'll keep it. We'll put that on our list. Things to do. (laughs) Well, a 69-year-old British man had to have a toothbrush surgically removed from his rectum rectum after he used it to scratch his hemorrhoids. I was kidding. (laughs) My ass is taking a pounding. Oh, my God. The unnamed man was ordered into the hospital by his GP, where an x-ray revealed that the toothbrush was deep inside of him near his pelvis. Doctors had to remove it using forceps, but say it was the first recorded case of a toothbrush having to be removed from a rectum. Doctors have, in the past, recovered toothbrush holders, toothbrush packages, and toothpicks. One doctor was quoted as saying, this is a surprising use for a toothbrush, and we would recommend that people use toothbrushes in the way they're intended. Did they find any floss? No, I don't think so. (laughs) 
anal floss. But he did have hemorrhoids, so it wasn't Do one it of those. One of those cases where it's your cover for actually using it for some other purpose. It's a tumor. They do really think that he was trying to relieve hemorrhoid discomfort. Anyway, am I the only person here who's had a hemorrhoid? Uh, I think you're... Surprisingly, uh, Nick hasn't because he's got you didn't so know that much dark side. bowel trouble. Though. You had hemorrhoids, dude? Dude, yeah, There's years no ago. shame, D. There's no shame. It's a yes, medical is, condition. But, but, uh, <laughs> yes, it is. But uh, years ago, my 20s of all things. Uh, early 20s of all things. I mean, what, what does he say on that sound bite you got? You're gonna blow a you're gonna blow an O ring or something like that. I basically blew an O ring, I think. You know. Uh, <laughs> hey, partner, come on, you gotta relax. Don't force it. Get a blow out your O ring. Drop a lung. Yeah, yeah. So. Uh, so do you think that this guy then you can understand why he took to the toothbrush? No, the idea of freaking touching it or or or. It's just, it's painful, and it's sensitive. So to actually, it's like a, it's like a, a nerve. You know what I mean? It's like to actually, like, you know, to put something on an open wound or on a wound. It's a open. Uh, no, it's not. Well, it's not an open wound. But I'm saying, but it's something that it hurts closer to the source. You know what I mean? So, I mean, he's actually taking something and, like, rubbing it with it. Oh, my God. Why? Well, you know, the commercial makes it seem like they're itchy. Yeah, I guess they are itchy. But then they get, I guess they're itchy in their most minor stage. I guess I'm seeing them in their advanced stage where you have to have them lanced. Mm -hmm. Dark side. <laughs> oh, man. Dude, seriously. You don't know pain. So you've had a hemorrhoid lanced. Oh, my God. Oh, I was begging for medication. <laughs> begging. I didn't, I didn't know you had a hemorrhoid. Yeah, he it's told just, us before that he had I a battle with this. the roids. Oh, so uh, as a, the old guy doesn't remember anything. <laughs> we had this whole discussion. Where were you two guys? Hi? <laughs> it wasn't just me and Dee discussing his hemorrhoids. You were all present. Hmm. See, it's the kind of thing you blank out of your mind. Yeah, though. I must have blocked that yeah. one out. Was it and this like, is like... In, oh man! Are they in there? In it's there? Are they puma. like around the, the hole? Um, I think they can be uh, either way, but it was more toward the uh, the outside. You know yeah. what I mean? Uh, but it's in there, and it's take, embarrassing. It's freaking embarrassing. Well, no one knows. I mean, uh, I, I, they do now. Did you have to get one of those don donuts? Sit on the hemorrhoid donut. At first, you try to. It, first, it itches. You know what I mean. It's minor, but then it gets. It's like God, I didn't know what it was. I was like, tw like how old? You like, feel shame. Twenty-two, twenty-three. Twenty-two, twenty-three. Yeah, oh. and I. And, and, That's a rough yeah. time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, oh, it gets worse. So that I'm not. Fam I'm. I'm like locally famous, and I'm. But I'm living in Manhattan, where I'm not known. But in Long Island, Connecticut, New York, I'm like really. Twisted was a really big local band, you know. But I got to go to a, a doctor, and then you got to like lay on a table, and the freaking guy, I told you this already, guy like takes this, like, takes the, that, that white tape, and he tapes like one cheek to one wall, <laughs> and the other yeah. cheek to the side of the table, you're Come face on. down, you're, and you're like vulnerable. Oh, man. And then he, then, and then this was, this was sent initially the most, it goes, oh, it's a thrombosis hemorrhoid. <laughs> like, oh, he goes, we're going to have to lance this thing. Uh -huh. So Lance, he goes, don't worry, we're going to give you Novocaine. 
I'm like, great. I roll up my sleeve. He goes, that's not what we're giving you the Novocaine. Oh. Right in the freaking hemorrhoid, <laughs> which was killing me already. Tearing the ass out of me. <laughs> killing me. And then, bam, they, they give me a shot. He goes through the roof. Yeah. You know what? Yes, at that moment, I bit a pillow. I will admit it. I had a pillow. I was biting it. Oh, can't they uh, knock you out for that? I mean, I would want well, that. Then, then they lance it, which is to drain it like a boil, because oh. that's kind of what it is. <laughs> How's and, your breakfast, everybody? <laughs> and but but the Novocaine's take effect, and it doesn't hurt, and you're feeling good for the first time <laughs> in forever. And so now they go and listen. Um, Going to give you a little uh, prescription for medication, uh, the pills, painkillers. You might need them a little later on. I'm like, I feel great. They go, just get them anyway, just in case. And now I'm walking home. Matter of fact, I was going out with Suzette in those days. She's waiting out in the waiting room. This is what you know. This is this is when you know this is the keeper when she hangs around for the hemorrhoid. So we go back to, go back to the apartment. Suzette and I are living together. I'm like, I feel great. Well, let's walk home. No problems. I'm sitting down, and all of a sudden the Novocaine starts wearing off, and it is. Unbelie I am in unbelievable pain. And now I take one of the painkillers and it's not helping. So I go to, you know, I don't do drugs. I am running to grab some more painkillers. Suzette's <laughs> like, she grabs them. No, no, you're going to OD. Suzette's holding the pill. I'm going, give me those painkillers, you bitch. Give me. No, no. So she wound up running upstairs and she goes and calls the doctor to see if it was okay if I took another one. And uh, he said it was under the, condition, under the conditions. He thought it was okay. So I took another one. And <laughs> the painkillers help. But the kicker is we had to cancel a show. Twisted had a show that night. <laughs> the next show I go to, everybody's coming up to me and go, hey, how's the hemorrhoid? Oh. Well, what the hell that? Apparently, the bouncer at the door of the club we were supposed to be playing, I don't know how he found out, but every person who came to the club to see the band that night, he said, no, nah, show's canceled. D's got a hemorrhoid. <laughs> No, nah, these shows canceled. He's got a headboard. Told everybody. So basically, your motto is something like, "The show must go on unless I've got the roids." No, it's it's rock out with your roid out. <laughs> it's the <it's a> motto. <laughs> it's a new motto. It's catchy. <laughs> I'll do a couple more stories since uh, the uh, hemorrhoid story probably <laughs> took up a chunk of the news. But a uh, Turkish woman broke her own world record yesterday, diving 346 and a half feet deep on a single breath in the Red Sea. She held wow. her breath for two minutes and 38 seconds. Weights carried her down to the bottom, but she had to swim back to the surface on her own. And she played in pain. She set the record with a busted eardrum suffered during a practice dive. So... That's a pretty tough lady right there, D. Now that you just told us you had to cancel a show because of a hemorrhoid. <laughs> she did that dive where the pressure has got to be incredible oh, yeah. at that depth with a busted eardrum. Mm -hmm. She's insane. Yep. She's insane. My God. What other good purpose could you put a person oh, who could hold their breath that long? What is that good for? Holding your breath. Oh. 
Is that actually holding your breath? Sure. It's a talent. You don't have to hold... I assume you don't have to hold your breath. Well, I mean, it's not like... You know, you're not holding your... Maybe in Darkseid's case. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, maybe Michelle could break that record. (laughs) And what the hell is that smell? (laughs) (laughs) On that note... Is that the wrap-up sign you're giving me, Darkseid, Dave? Um, I'll help you out here. Red Sox beat Montreal 8-5, Philadelphia over the Yankees 9-3, Mets 6-2 over Toronto. Some sun today, 80 for a high tonight, showers develop low in the 60s, and tomorrow partly cloudy, a few showers, and the low 80s. It's 61 at 7.32. You had a story you teased, but we didn't I get know, to it. I know, I teased I'm, a lot of stories I didn't get to. The Bachelor Because I remember saying, oh, this is why you have me. MTV. Yeah. MTV. Okay, we'll say that later. I would definitely later. get it to in the next newscast for sure. Because I remember saying, this is why they have me. Because I, you know, have so much life experience, I can talk about having a hemorrhoid. I could talk about <laughs> uh, MTV uh, actually uh, making contact um, f- with us for uh, this 20th anniversary show that they're doing. So I'll tell you about that when in the next newscast. Save that story, Beth. I will. <sighs> okay, taking a break. Come back. <laughs> uh, we do. We got some 104 Fest tickets to give away. Ask D. Snyder Radio. We got some uh, interesting. Oh, no, I don't. I have no, actually, I have no interesting emails for this next break. So just stick around just for Ask D. Snyder Radio. Just for the hell of it, all right? This is Radio 104. D. Snyder Radio. Let's do something with Beth. Show me Dark Side's nipple. Because there's a man who needs a man's ear. D. Snyder Radio on Radio 104. Now back to D. Snyder Radio. See my peeps? Can't wait. What do you want? D. Snyder Radio on Radio 104. Friday. Shame of the city. Continues. Nick and Sean on a mission from God. Helping the elderly people in this community. Nick... How did this become, again, I know you were doing it as a goof, all of a sudden it become a serious, noble, uh, I don't know, mission on your part. Yeah, I had a busy weekend, D, but as I was driving into work this morning, I was thinking, damn, we got to get this thing off the ground here, and I was pleased to get a lot of emails uh, in support of the Senior Olympics, which we are going to save, and people asking me where they could send their, who they could write the checks out to and everything. I'll get all the info uh, as soon as I can the next couple days so people can help us out, but this is going to be huge, D. This is going to be awesome. If it really is a matter of $5,000, if that's the number, yeah. and if coming up with that sum could actually bring them back mm-hmm. to the Olympics, we should be able to raise that in a heartbeat. Sure. That's not a lot of money. No, it's not. I mean, country raised six figures for something. <laughs> <laughs> we certainly could raise four. Yeah. 
This is important for these people because, I mean... No, I'm, I'm all in favor of it. You know, you, you, but you were doing it as a goof, and all of a sudden now it's like this serious, you know, thing that you're working on. Oh, uh, yeah, this is real. This is real. I mean, I don't want the seniors to sit there all year, like, watching bad Jeopardy, you know, shows and sitting there drooling and stuff. I want them to be able to go out and uh, have a good time at these Olympics, something that they'll remember, you know, for the rest of the year. So We find out the truth is... Beth, we'll probably find this out later. Yeah. That Miss Gelantino has been training for, for four years. Yeah. And they found out that they pulled the Olympics after all his training. Oh, you, you This was the year he would dominate. <laughs> you know what? I did find out, though. I was watching the news last night, and the seniors could help themselves out because it, I, I think the whole country, all the seniors, are getting a $19 social security check. Yeah. Beth, something in the system got, in the computer system got screwed up. So they could help their own cause. I mean, 19 bucks, that's nothing. You know, that's a couple packs of smokes and a 12 pack of beer. I mean, <laughs> which most seniors need <laughs> social security checks to buy. They, they, they could help out. They up a long time ago. When they they're could, not gambling them away yeah. at the casino, right? Right. I'd hate to take the 19 bucks away from them, but they could help out their own cause by putting it right back into Senior Olympics. So think about it, seniors out there. All right. Help Nick help you. Yeah. Help Nick help you. Mm -hmm. Okay? Just remember that. Hey, 104 Fest is coming. This year, it's landing on Labor Day, Monday, September 3rd. I know some of you are saying, boy, it's a bit delayed, but that's just... The way things worked out, I mean, it's tough getting all these bands in one place at one time. We're talking 25 bands for 25 bucks. That's Pavilion or Lawn Seat. Right there at the ctnow.com Meadows Music Theater. This year's featured artists, and this is just some of them, more bands to be announced soon. Blink-182, Saliva, Alien Ant Form, Sum 41, Scapegoat, Wax, Good Charlotte, Newfound Glory, Stereo Mud. The list goes on and on. Tickets are on sale right now through all tickets.com locations, Meadows Music, Meadows Box Office, Strawberries, Coconuts, LaSalle Music. You can charge by phone at 203-265-1501 or purchase online at radio104.com. And like I said, 25 bucks, pavilion or lawn. So why not secure a pavilion seat while you can? You can always go out and hang on the lawn. But you can't always go out and go in and hang on the pavilion, right? Right. That's because I've never actually been out there in the house. <sighs> so I would know. I've been on TV for the stage. No, I just assume that was how it would work, that there's always guys when you have your tickets. So when I go to concerts, if you try to get down to a lower section that you don't belong in, there's guys stopping you saying, no, go back. All right, so get your pavilion seat locked up. Or, you know what you can do? Be calling number 10 right now at 860-666-4444. And you're going to the show. Got a pair of tickets for Radio 104 Fest. Monday, September 3rd, Labor Day at the ctnow.com Meadows Music Theater. All right, let's see. We want to do SD Steiner Radio. First, we got to do traffic. Psycho Dan is waiting impatiently. Go for it, Psycho. All right, this traffic report is brought to you by Dunkin' Donuts. We'll start off in the southern part of the state. First off, exit 46 on the Merritt Parkway southbound. We have a crash there. That's going to slow things down just a bit there. 91 south into New Haven, a little bit slow from exit 4, getting it to the downtown exits. 95 south down in New Haven. Exit 54 all the way up to the Lake Salt and Stall Bridge. We have steady traffic. Then again, it gets heavy from exit 51 leading up to the Q Bridge. Route 8 in Waterbury remains pretty quiet. Traveling on 84 East up here in Hartford, slow going from exit 38 up to Sisson Ave. 
84 West, some uh, steady traffic still coming over the Bulkley Bridge. 91 South, slows between exits 37 down to 35. Then again, it gets heavy in the right lane from exit 34 into downtown. 91 North looks good. Traveling on Route 2, a little bit slow approaching exit 5D. Then again, from exit 4 up to the flyover. At 744, I'm cycled down with this modern rec report on Radio 104. Well, without any further ado, let's enjoy some of your questions. It's Ask D. Snyder Radio. Well, first, a question for you. Hi, D. My six-year-old nephew asked me a question last night. Since I have a D sticker on my car, why can't I park in a D parking space? You should look into getting spaces at the mall or stop and shop. Moms with strollers have their own designated parking spaces. Why can't DSR listeners have preferential treatment, too? Kelly Highland. Well, well, I think that would be the coolest thing to slice bread, quite honestly. <laughs> if right next to the handicapped spaces you saw the Euro sticker spaces, uh, I think that's going to be an uphill battle. What do you think, Beth? I think so. Yeah, well, yeah. we've really ingratiated ourselves with the governor in the past week, so maybe yes. he would Mayor help Mike. us out with that. Yeah. Good relationship with Mayor Mike. So, uh, I, I, yeah, I... I think maybe we'll put our best man on the job, Nick, and, sits, uh, and have him talk to, talk to the governor and see if he can work that out. Okay, Nick? It's a great idea. No problem. Yeah, it's a good one. An idea whose time has come. Mm -hmm. By the way, Renee from Wally World won the tickets to Radio 104 Fest. Enjoy the show, Renee. Kevin, the DSR addict, has a sort of roundtable question for all of us. A friend and I were discussing the sexiest movie scenes we've ever seen, non-pornographic. One that we discussed was in Cool Hand Luke, the blonde washing the car while the chain gang worked nearby. Just curious, what was the sexiest movie scene you guys have ever seen, non-porn? Wow. Has anybody got one off the top of their heads? You'd have to think of nine and a half weeks. I was thinking that one, too. That's pretty cool. The food? Nine and a half weeks, Beth? Sure. Yeah. Sure. You can get it off the regular shelves. You don't have to go Crazy. into that back room. Did and you actually Sean. rent that? I don't know. I mean, I maybe I've seen it on TV. I don't remember. <laughs> yeah. It was a long time ago. <laughs> she rented it under an alias. I own it. All yeah. <laughs> Several copies. Um, yeah, nine and a half weeks. That's kind of like everybody's like fave. I'm tr I'm trying to think if anything jumps out from other movies. If anything, I'll tell you the unsexiest. There was a movie with a sex scene, I should say, between Sylvester Stallone and uh, uh, I'm forgetting her name now. The the woman from Basic Instincts. Um, Sharon Stone. Sharon Stone. Oh my God, that sucked. That was a horrible, horrible <laughs> scene. Some people just have no chemistry whatsoever. I, I just find those scenes a little. I don't say uncomfortable. I guess they're voyeuristic. Mm -hmm. And uh, I don't really get off on them in any way. And I guess you're supposed to get off on them in some way because they're voyeuristic. Just, for me, it's always like watching, you know, just rather be playing than watching. Yeah. Uh, Darkseid, you got any scenes, any of your hillbilly movies? They got anything? Ellie um, May, did she ever have a sex scene or anything? Daisy Duke, maybe. Daisy Duke. Yeah. <laughs> Daisy. I, I just don't know. Nothing that really sticks in my mind. Sean, I, I can't mean, believe you the had one from uh, Desperado is pretty cool because she's she's hot. 
You know. Wait a minute. That wasn't a sex scene. Oh, yeah, you mean, but Naya oh, was the cool. Scene. I mean, the Cool Hand Luke thing wasn't. It was sort of just a sexy moment where the chain gang goes by, that kind of thing. Okay, you know what, Dark Side? Well, you're, you're talk, are you talking about the sex scene between uh, those two in bed together? Yeah. That scene, do you know that she was like, they had a tough time editing that scene because it was her first ever sex scene and she was crying? Really? Yeah. She was so ashamed. Um, do she agreed to do the scene, but she was so ashamed to be doing it. She just kept thinking about her mother and parents seeing the scene, and she was uh, she was embarrassed and and she was crying. They had a tough time cutting that scene together because she was so upset. Now I thought, talk about a sexy moment when she's walking down. What's her name? That, that actress. Salma Hayek. Yeah. When she's walking down the street, I don't think she's ever looked that good since. When she's walking down the street and the cars are crashing. In slow motion, I, I could actually believe the cars were crashing. Mm -hmm. She looked that freaking hot. How about in Strangeland when the police bust in on those octogenarians getting it on? That was sexy. <laughs> that was a moment. That was a moment. Aww. Turned out that woman had done some soft porn in her career. <laughs> you could tell. To us. She oh, knew you, what she, she was, was like, doing. <laughs> she was like this really, she's high, you know, she's high and we meet her. She's this really lovely grandma. And she's, we're talking to her. And she seems so sweet. And she goes, and I said, is this the uh, first time doing anything like this? Well, no, I've done some, did some soft porn in my youth. We're like, hello! Hey, somebody had to have been doing the soft porn back then. They're old now. Yeah, it doesn't make you a bad person, does it? That's and the guy, he was, he humped air for the audition. Oh, when they, it was, they, they said it was brutal. I wasn't there for that. He said, the old man in the scene, when he showed up, they said, well, do you think you can, uh, would feel comfortable doing a sex scene in front of the cameras? <laughs> He's like, hell yeah! And he got him off the chair and started humping air in the room to show him, like, his moves. Oof. He got the job. <laughs> <laughs> Nick, so you're nine and a half weeks, and Sean, you probably can't say a hot scene or anything but a porn movie, right? No, I can. Um, what? Babe, pig in the city? Well, yes, that's a hottie. Um, but uh, eyes wide shut. Oh, please. What? Oh, she e easy. Easy. <laughs> what? You know, you know it was really good, dude. Did you see Wild Things with uh, Denise Richards, Nev Campbell? Never saw that, but I've heard oh, incredible God. things about that. Oh, Nev Campbell and Denise Richards double teaming Matt Dillon, and then they start going at it. Just the two, Nev and Denise Richards. Ooh. Yeah, that Minaj. That oh. one is like in every men's magazine. Oh, that that seems <laughs> awesome. Yeah. What about Tommy Lee and Pam? In the Jeep. What about that? <laughs> that's, that's good stuff. <laughs> okay, this just in from Dark Side Ned Beatty in Deliverance. <laughs> Leah, Leah. <laughs> Ned Beatty and the Hicks. <laughs> that was a hot scene, huh, Dark Side? <laughs> Steamed up my windows. <laughs> I'll bring you back. Good times. Dear D, let me start with a quote. A study shows that 77% of mentally insane people live in poverty, end quote. What I find intriguing is that 23% seem to be doing quite well for themselves. I find this quote is ever so fitting for at least my daily life, and I'm sure you can relate. I was wondering, who do you know that you think is pretty much insane but seems to be doing well, and how do they do so? And what do you think qualifies a person as insane? Your ever-curious peep, Clark's brother. Wait a minute. I'm a little confused by the question. So the Did question I miss is, something at the beginning? Who do you know that is pretty much insane, however, seems to be doing pretty well, at least financially? And 
And second, what do you think qualifies a person as insane? Well, what do you define as pretty well? You know what I mean? Isn't living because, in poverty, uh, I guess. Yeah, because you, you look, I mean, okay, case in point, Mako, my best friend. Mako is legally insane. He has never had a job. He gets a, been getting a check from the government since he was 18 years old because he's mentally, un, they consider him to be mentally incapable of holding a job. Yet somehow, he's got a pretty nice condo, <laughs> a nice leased car, and uh, always seems to have money in his pocket. He, he doesn't live, you know, a, a, a very fancy life, but he's married, he's got a couple of kids. He's crazy <laughs> and, uh, like and, a fox. Yeah, and it, it seems that he, but I know that he does odd jobs on the side. <laughs> um, you know, sometimes people owe other people money and somebody has to go get that money so <laughs> um so i mean i don't really understand the question too clearly because like i said there's a guy who's insane who seems to be doing pretty well not every crazy person is so so out of their minds that they're incapable of holding a job you know what i think i think when when drugs alcohol or something else comes into the picture that that takes it to that other extreme and it sort of destroys the life it makes you incapable of keeping it together. Like like Dark Side Dave, for example. He's keeping it together. And uh, he's got a place. And he's got a kid. He's got a wife. Yeah, he's drinking some beers. But he's uh, got his act together. I wouldn't say he's insane. But he's making, making ends meet with the same kind of money that Nick's got. And yet Nick is living out of his car now. Uh, <laughs> and on the balls of his ass. What's wrong with that picture? Sorry. Nick's just trying to take care of himself and can't do it. Yet Darkseid, between him and his and his fiancée, managed to uh, keep a household and a family. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What do you think about that, Darkseid? That's absolutely Is it sickening you when you look at him or what? Uh, you know, uh, especially after helping him this weekend move, I kind of... I kind of feel bad for him, but I know that he, may, him, and I make the same amount of money. So it's like, what the hell's going on over there, man? He's a different lifestyle. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's a very, it's a very different thing. He just hasn't got a grip yet. Yeah, I guess. So I'm really a little uh, confused by the question. Sorry there, uh, Clark's brother. Hey, D, I just recently got a dog, and when I leave for work, I leave Radio 104 on, and she listens to you every morning. I was wondering if my dog Mindy is considered one of your peeps, Patrick. All are welcome. <laughs> All, as long as they can, if an Arbitron diary comes their way, if they can fill it out appropriately. If you don't know what that means, when <laughs> Mindy gets one, maybe you can read, these, read the directions to her. Hi, Dee. I have a philosophical question for Darkseid along the lines of if a tree falls in the woods. Darkseid, if you spend your vacation in a drunken stupor and can't remember it, have you really taken off any time? <laughs> Talk to you later and welcome back, Ignaz. <laughs> Ooh, good question. That is a good question. Um, I guess technically, no, not really, if you don't really remember taking the time off. But uh, it's still, you know, having that week. Even well, people told was, you you had fun, though. I was told I had a yeah. good time. So um, <laughs> even though we took, you know, we took the week and I, felt, I came back feeling rested and everything like that. And so, yeah, you know. Yeah, well, I guess there's, a, there's something to be said for the downtime, just the totally chilling. Obviously, you were really relaxing. Yes. If you were any more relaxed, you would have been dead uh, <laughs> and right. just laying on that couch. So you, you know, your, your batteries had to be recharged to some extent. Mm-hmm. 
so yeah, so it's a vacation. Yeah, yeah I thought, yeah. I was rested. Another quick question okay. for Darkseid, although I guess really for all of us. Uh, Darkseid, you're always playing puke sounds whenever you guys talk about the Grateful Dead. That's because they suck. Then why do you have an auto in the autograph picture you gave out on D-Day, do you have a Grateful Dead mouse pad on the desk? Oh, oh. This is Eric from Waterbury. Closet <laughs> deadhead. That's it. That's exactly it. Actually, no, what it was uh, was... The mouse pad that we had had in the studio originally really sucked, and it wasn't working too well with the mouse. And that happened to be Jake's mouse pad he from uh, back in the day. Mm -hmm. He left it in our office, and it worked better than the one that was in here, so I just started using that one. Now I have my own Tampa Bay Buccaneers one. but uh, The ghost of Jake yeah. haunts you. I'll bet he wishes gotcha. that he, he took that with him. But See, I, I hate the dead, too. So it was a real gotcha right there. To be in our picture, that there's a gotcha, you know, that, that there's a dead, a Grateful Dead mouse pad in my photo. That's disgusting. Now we have to have a whole new photo session. <laughs> <laughs> we can airbrush it out, maybe. <laughs> okay. Dear D, now that DSR has embarked into its third year, I'm kind of curious as to what goals each of you has for your life in relation to the show, other than the obvious, going to the coast. So on that note, what do each of you want to or hope to accomplish in the next year? Your loyal peep. This is also from Clark's brother. Another question. You got a lot of questions, Clark. Well, I didn't give a good answer to the other one. Well, somebody else want to go first? We'll, we'll take a break after this question. But, um, I mean, I know I got a lot of things I got to achieve this year. Besides going to the coast, this is my main focus. I guess I want to get Strangeland 2 up and running. And that's a discussion in and of itself, which I can say for another time. But the company that I'm involved with, the shooting gallery, folded a week ago uh, after some real intriguing goings on behind the scenes with somebody cooking the books and what have you. So I'm looking for a new home for the property. So I want to get that up and running. And uh, everything else is really about the uh, is about the radio show. On a personal level, I just want to get my life back to normal now that I think about it. Because for the past, since my mother mother-in-law passed away, things have been really rocky and erratic on so many levels. It's I keep describing it as a, a piece of machinery that had a major gear pulled out of it, and the complete the machine just grind to a grinded to a halt. And now we've been trying to figure out how to put those gears together to do the same job with one of them missing. You know what I mean, Beth? Mm -hmm. And nine months later, I'm still going through the throes of the you know of the domino effect of my mother-in-law's death. And and I hope that in these next 20, 12 months, things start to come back to a certain degree of normalcy. And that's not to say, well, you know, put her death behind us and you'll forget her. That that'll never happen. But at the same time, it's just, uh, it's, it's been a tough nine months on a personal level. And Beth, you've got something on the horizon that you're hoping to uh, uh, see happen in the next year, I would say. Well, I'm planning to get married in September. <laughs> as long as nobody but, objects. But as far as the show, I'd like to get... Um I'd like to get an audio service. Um, <laughs> <laughs> anybody's listening out there, Radio Land. Um, since the only one I had is now gone. Um, that's all. <laughs> all she wants is an audio service. All I want, really. Paula, that's all she's asking for. It's not easy much. To use, you know, that's yeah, something easily. That's that's real inside stuff, though. Uh, dark side, money. Yeah. Uh, 
Money. Money. Yeah, I'm sick of being broke, and, you know, I'd like to have at least, you know, some of what we're worth. But, um, that, you know, hopefully within the next year, I'll get some money. What about your uh, personal uh, well-being? I mean, you've dropped 21 pounds already. You're uh, lifting 27-inch television sets over your head. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I mean, as so far as... Well, I mean, my goal as far as physical is um, definitely to still put off a few more pounds and, you know, maybe put on some, some muscles up on top. But uh, How about by next summer, be able to take off your T-shirt? Or are you already taking your T-shirt off now? Uh, well, no. What I did was I stepped it to, uh, I'm in, in the tank tops now. You know what I'm saying? Oh, all yeah. right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that's a goal for next summer, that's right? That's right, yep. Be T-shirtless, take proudly, pull the shirt off. Mm-hmm. Let the body see sun for the first time in how many yeah. years? Uh, 27. He <laughs> just instantly turned beet red <laughs> and blister. That's what's going to happen. Exactly. Uh, and Nick, what about you, man? You got to have a few goals on your list. Yeah. Well, personally, for the show right now, I mean, I, I say, you know, you got to look down the road, but for now, I, I got to save the senior games, and I, I need, you know, D. Snyder Radio to be up there in the limelight for that, and, uh, you know, I think this will be a big thing, not only for the city of Hartford, but for the state of Connecticut. Um, so that's my first goal right now, is to save the senior games, and uh, for the rest part, um... I don't know what else I could do to humiliate myself more so than I've already done, but I'm sure a new level will uh, come up pretty soon, you know? I, I know that Sean is hoping to stick, get his entire head up my ass uh, <laughs> yeah. in the coming year. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's a goal of his. All right, yeah. I'm going to take a break. Do we have more SD Center radios when we return? Uh, if you want, they're just a couple, or we could just go to news. Okay. All right. Well, we'll regroup. Something will be happening. SD Snyder Radio or the news. We'll take a break. We're coming back. Stick around. This is Radio 104. WMRQ, Waterbury, Hartford. Each word has more weight to it. D. Snyder Radio. That's like S&M stuff. This is going to be great. On Radio 104. We had a uh, breakdown here. Now back to D. Snyder Radio. Stop sucking right now. What do you mean? Snyder Radio on Radio 104. Look forward to a brand new On the Road with Mudbone later this week. He's been out and about searching the world. Last week we found him in Australia rushing past New Zealand. Who knows where he'll wind up this week. As a matter of fact, Princess Leia writes in and says, D, I really enjoyed this week's latest offering of At Home with Mudbone. It was, uh, I was amused. I've always said that if I didn't live in the U- USA, the only other place I'd ever consider moving to would be Australia. But Mudbone's warnings that the entire population of the country consists of our unlawful brothers and sisters, the ex-cons, made me rethink my decision. Not to mention all those killer koalas. People don't think they're kind of cute, but there's a lot more to a koala than meets the eye. Got some more reaction here, as a matter of fact, uh, to things we've been talking about lately. Shower curtains 
It's ongoing. I can't believe the story like this gets as much reaction <laughs> to Captain Howdy at clearchannel.com. It's ridiculous which stories. I mean, it's just strange how certain things reach people. I thought that was such a throwaway. How many emails have I read on this? It says, D, all I know that uh, is that the research done on the mysterious clinging shower curtains is extremely important to college dorm dwellers, especially when their dorm showers are as ghetto as the ones in the term now, yeah. as the ones in my old dorm. There were 30 girls on my floor and three shower heads separated into showers by only a thin, moldy plastic curtain. Yeah. When the wind blew, forget it. You had to stay in the water for an extra 15 minutes to cleanse yourself from the curtain itself. If they could find a way to solve this problem, college students everywhere would be grateful. That's M from UConn. Cool. You like that image, Nick? 30 co-eds in three shower stalls. You'll even take the moldy shower curtain. 30 girls, three heads. It's awesome, dude. Yeah. Um, Beth, mm -hmm. you were in a co-ed uh, dorm, were you not? Co-ed on the floor, but separate bathrooms. We of had, course. Yeah. Oh, no, that's not of course. I was wondering, was it separate baths? Mm -hmm. One down at the guy's end of the floor and one down at our end. We had two showers for, I guess, maybe we were about 20 yeah. girls. So that's, you know, so, so it was... But that, ours was were separated it? by a tile barrier. Tile barrier. Yeah. Did you have the plastic Sorry. curtain? Yeah, we did. We had one plastic curtain on the side. Did you find it to be an issue? Not that I recall. It certainly hasn't plagued me low these many years <laughs> since I graduated. <laughs> well, this, now this is a really intriguing letter. and It's a little long, but I'm going to read it because first I thought it was a joke. But after reading it again, I'm pretty positive that it is not. And that's why I'm going to read it because it was enlightening. It says, Dear D and crew, I have a PhD in molecular biology and as a scientist i feel the need to defend a study that beth reported in one of her news stories recently certainly it sounds silly to study the reason why the shower curtain <laughs> billows inwards and sticks to your legs while you're in the shower however however scientists who develop sophisticated systems to study complex problems in this case an airflow deconstruction need to test their theories and practices on simple examples I'm willing to bet they developed a system to study airflow and turbulence, something that could be used to design jet engines, car and plane aerodynamics, maybe even to understand tornadoes and hurricanes. But in science, you have to first test your system out on something simple to make sure it works. My favorite example of science that appears meaningless at the moment is Gregor Mendel? Mendel. I've heard that name, Gregor Mendel, who discovered genetics by tracking which pea plants mm -hmm. produced round or wrinkly peas and counting them. I'm sure that people at the time thought this was crazy. Here was a man whose life's pursuit was counting round versus wrinkly peas. He just needed a simple model to develop and test his theories on. Okay, because of his work, we have modern-day genetics. This is from Sister Son, Ph.D., so, and I could see you, if we were back there during Gregor Mendel's time, Mendel's time mm -hmm. during the morning show, <laughs> I could see a Beth Lockwood on the early radio going, here's a story, D. Um, we found out that there are more wrinkly peas in a recent study, and I'd be going off, oh, Nikolai, I'd be talking to Nikolai, because <laughs> he'd be called Nikolai over there. Look, at they're giving this guy uh, rubles to study peas, and you're broke. You've got no money. You're living on government potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> See? So, I mean, that, that's so she's saying that these things are sort of offshoots 
of bigger studies. Yeah, I guess before you can jump in the middle of a tornado, you have to test your theory in a practical setting, which would That's be the it, shower. No, it's, yeah, so it uh, made some sense. And then lastly, uh, shame of the city. Uh, you know, Nick, I got to believe, okay, you can deny it all you want, that it was a goof. Okay, it was a goof when you started it. Now all of a sudden, you're noble again. <laughs> and Dark Side's scratching his head. You know, I'm a scumbag, and this guy's noble. Uh, Pierce Jeep says, I just heard uh, the best of D Sider Radio this Saturday morning with Dark Side Dave. If Nikolai, says it right here, is serious about the senior run, count me in, let me know what I can do. Uh, Here's a letter of Mary from Waterbury, a.k.a. the Naughty Nurse. She said, this is Mary. I, I called on Friday to pledge for the Senior Olympics, but unfortunately never found out who to make the check out to and where to send it. Will you kindly announce this information on your show? I want to say Nick is redeeming himself with this venture. I'm sure his father is proud. <laughs> All right. Nick's hangover was productive this time when he picked up the newspaper and read this article. This one is not the shame of the city. But the pride of the city. Oof. Wow, now. That's deep. <laughs> Outrageous. Your dad no, is I, proud and back in training. Yeah, and I like to say to Mary and everybody else out there, I will get that information uh, today. Hopefully, I'll get that A lot of people wrote and wanted to donate money. Yeah, so this is going to be awesome, T. It's going to be huge. All right, well, we're going to see if we make that happen. And then Eric from Waterbury was, had a couple of uh, possible events for the Senior Olympics. Mm -hmm. How about a false teeth spitting contest? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. And what about this one? Strip bingo. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> always a winner at parties that thing's awesome yeah it'll be great oh uh, did you um, i know i never played this sadly but it doesn't shouldn't surprise you either uh by the way eric says all kidding aside i think uh nick is doing a very nice thing and let me know where to send a donation another person wants that donation eric and waterbury um i heard of people playing strip twister mm-hmm wasn't oh. reverend dave a big He's a big Twister, Twister fan. Person. Always brought the Twister to the Radio 104 events. Yeah. Yeah, big Twister fan. Was that nude and strip Twister? Yeah, Am I the I think only person who didn't get to participate in this fabulous game? I do believe once at maybe a past Radio 104 show, I do recall him like blocking off the windows with newspaper and I don't know if there's a Twister board in there. I think so. I guess if you're but going to play any board game naked... Twister would be the natural choice. Yeah, good one. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's better than Battleship or <laughs> yeah. Scrabble. You, Shovelhead, Troll, the guys in the oh. band, ever? <laughs> New Twister, Strip Twister. Yeah, we only like that. made it one or two spins on the old thing, though. It was over. Broke <laughs> 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 down right, right foot red, and they fell <laughs> over. <laughs> yeah. Did you really? Dark side, did you really I'm start not playing? Saying, I'm not saying anything. Uh, <laughs> I'm, def I'm defending my past. We did some okay. story, didn't we, that people, a number of people get injured, and a couple die every year playing Twister, don't they? I have to remember I doing that story, yeah. Okay, well, let's say we got a few more questions for SD Sign of Radio, so uh, let's do them. Hey, D, Korea traffic. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, man. I, I'm psycho, like I didn't notice Psycho lurking over there. Psycho, if I do say, you're a little creepier than usual today. Here's Johnny. Yeah, I didn't get much sleep last night, that's all. <laughs> all right. 
Dear D, last Wednesday, someone stole the radio out of my Jeep, and now I can't listen to any radio at all, including you guys in the morning. The thieves went through all of our cars in our driveway and stole my CD slash radio and my sunglasses. I know who they are. Neighborhood kids that got through the neighborhood and stole stuff. Do you have any ideas how I can get back at them? Brenda in Cromwell. She knows who you guys are. That's one way. That's one way. The thing is with that retribution thing, you know, you're positive, but... Are you that positive that you're ready to take physical action, no matter how discreet? Because there are books, very good books, out there that you can buy on how to get even with people. Sparks, have you ever seen any of those books on how to get even with people? No. Oh, oh amazing. Amazing. I mean, right. things... Uh, yeah, um, my brother Matt, the uh, coffin salesman, he's got a couple. There's a couple of editions, and it, when you open these books up, you go, oh, these things are diabolical. Something as simple, as simple. Now, this doesn't work, Brenda, for your case, but I'm saying as simple as subscribing to, like, a hardcore <laughs> gay magazine <laughs> in the name of a neighbor, That's or, say, funny. like, a children's porn magazine. Oh, but... But writing, instead of their address, the old woman across the street put her <laughs> mailbox number with your name. Yeah. <laughs> so she thinks that they got it. Oh, that's great. Brenda should do that one. <laughs> I mean, I, you know, so they have to bring it over. This is yours. You know, <laughs> and, and the word. I, I never, I swear. There's no way you can explain it. It's your name, your block, just the wrong box number on. It happens all the time. So, I mean, this book has so many things, and you can find it in most bookstores. So, I'm sure there's something up right there perfect for you, Brenda. Good answer. Hey, Dee, I was wondering if you and the rest of the show have ever considered a bike with the peeps, maybe even for charity. Jen from Hard Hit in New Britain. Definitely have thought about that. You know, as a matter of fact, I spoke with Gary at Pedal Power in Middletown, uh, you know, at one time about doing it. You know, and a lot of times things get talked about and people send in ideas. Uh, but they're actually going from just the idea to making it happen are two different things. But I think that could be... You know, some uh, I would I would see, think something more in terms of like mountain biking or mm -hmm. something over at the reservoir or something. Right. But I could see a decent radio event of that nature, but nothing's happened. So, any of you guys out there who got like real ideas, you know, and it's the kind of thing is like we got the name, I got the mouth, I got the radio, you got the the business acumen, the connections, and the bike shop. So I mean, you know, come to us with a with a real focused idea and some people out there right now are going but D I sent you follow through follow through follow up on it and uh, that's something I would definitely do she said bike not dyke right yes bike. Oh, okay good I'm, I'm glad I thought, thought maybe a whole different thing D I want to know if the rumors are true is Twisted getting together or not thanks DV putting the band back together this is this is a, a rumor that Lakes me around the world. And I, I'm always very upfront with you guys. You guys have like the most up-to-date information of anybody in the whole world. I've told you when I've been having a rehearsal or whatever, and I've been totally straightforward with you to say that there's been no dates booked. I'm always, I told you when 
we had the big falling out. Uh, I guess it was a month ago now or something like that or a couple months ago. Uh, and I even told you that subsequently... Um, Mark and I, my bass player, have had some conversations, which I promised him I would not discuss on the air, but they were very encouraging as far as repairing our relationship, and that's the first step towards anything that's going to happen. I've also told, been honest with you, and said, when I say, I'm not going back. You know what I mean? Like, um, if we ever do anything, it's going to be limited. It's going to be, you know, uh, honestly, I mean, really... The radio thing is what I do, it's what I want to do, it's what my focus is on my life. And uh, so as of right now, there are no plans. We actually have this tribute album coming out, and we're going to do it in-store together, signing copies of it. That's uh, our first time we've been together, we'll be together since we had the big fight. But uh, there are no official plans for any show or anything like that. We were close, I will say that, Beth. Mm-hmm. There was a uh, show in New York where we were actually had said we would show up and do a few songs not with makeup and costumes we would just come out on stage as surprise guests okay and then uh, we uh, but then we had the big fight and we had to blow it off so that helped that helped to fuel the rumors that we were getting back together because it was actually booked it was official we were going to make a surprise you know big surprise the word was out on the street mm-hmm. but it's not happening now hold on a second i gotta ask beth let me just grab oh, this okay. one second talk amongst yourselves hi beth hi <laughs> <laughs> guys i had to get out of my case here okay all right i'm gonna have a chance to edit this but it's so um says uh d there was a discussion about how one of your rock star friends had pyro at his wedding that's my agent, Danny Stanton. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of one of my agents. I was wondering if Beth was planning on having any, py- any pyro at her wedding. Hmm. <laughs> they they frown upon pyro over at the Athenaeum. <laughs> yeah, they, see, he said he wasn't sure if there was any what the guidelines were as far as pyro went. I guess with all those old photo pictures and stuff, yeah. they'd be concerned about fire damage. Yeah, I'm pretty sure there's not even smoking allowed inside, so I really don't. Yeah, that's right. You guys have to go outside, Sean. Now, you can't smoke near the priceless pieces <laughs> of art. Can't, what? Smoking there? There's like smoking galleries, aren't there? Oh. In the museum? You can go outside on Main Street and smoke out there. I you remember. can't smoke okay. inside of a museum. Well, they cover it with glass. Yeah. No, no, they're not. <laughs> they don't cover Dude, the paintings with glass. Not all I of them. I once, I once, one time. Okay, I was in a band, and this was before Twisted Sister. Okay, I was in a band, uh, and we did a gig at Columbia University. It was like a graduation party, like it was for the graduates at Columbia. And it was in this area, and we were given this museum room as a dressing area. Because it was an official performing area. They'd set up like a stage and stuff like that, right? It wasn't a bar mitzvah. But it was a, it was a, it was, it was definitely spinal tap, you know? Yeah. Um, and we're in this room. And this scumbag that a bass player had named Crash Carano. <laughs> this guy was the skeeviest guy. The skeeviest guy on earth. How skeevy was he? He was so skeevy, he used to 
use a, a, a rasp to file the ca big calluses on his hands. <laughs> he had these huge, like, kind of growths, and he used to file them. He was so skeevy that when he wanted to, like, wake up, he would take, like, three or four spoons of instant, co instant coffee, mix it with, like, two ounces of w cold water, Stir and drink it as a paste <laughs> for a little kit pick me up. He must have guy some sparkly teeth, huh? Oh, his teeth were like <laughs> these little faced yellow things, and he was a chain smoker with <laughs> yellow fingers. Anyway, we're in this museum area, and Columbia University is as old as Dark Side Socks, okay? I mean, this is an ancient <laughs> place, passed down from generation to generation, and he he's smoking. This is a day where you can smoke just about anywhere. This is the 70s. And while we're talking, there's this old wooden statue. He takes his butt and while talking, puts it out on the statue. I will kill you both. I attacked him. I said, what are you? Well, it's not an instant. I was like, what are you doing? He's like, what? I'm like, that thing's like thousands of years old and you just put your butt out on. He goes, and? <laughs> Tell your point it. Anyway, we might have literally come into blows. It like it erupted into a fight. Wow! Just like you know, because it started like, what a scumbag! You, who you call a scumbag? You know, and the whole thing erupted, and that was the end of the band. He's gonna be watching oh. you guys. All started there. <laughs> we're not gonna. So don't get any ideas. I want to be scumbags. on my best behavior. No, we're not gonna deface any of the art. You no. inviting Sean? Yes. You are. Yes. Oh, why? He's not. He's not playing in the band. I'm inviting everybody from the show. Oh, Thank you, Beth. That's <laughs> not because she wants to. She feels guilty. <laughs> we need something to talk about when I get I'm back from the my same problem. <laughs> I'm having the same problem with. You know, we want to have a barbecue with you guys over, and it was like, mm. so we inviting Sean and Psycho. <laughs> That's like. I don't know. Do you got to? Well, it's kind of weird. They've been around now for over a year. <laughs> kind of part of the team. It's like, well, maybe we won't have one this year. Yeah. <laughs> 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 that decides to elope rather than invite Sean and Psycho to the wedding. <laughs> oh, that's not right. <laughs> All right. Was there any more of those? Just one last two, one? Two really quick one. Hey, Joe, curious okay. as to why every time you're sick or on vacation, Beth is off as well. Shouldn't she take over the show when you're not there? I mean, she's the co-host, so it makes sense. Not saying Darkside and Nick do a bad job, because they're great when you're away. But we never get to listen to Beth take over the reins, so to speak. Sam the Man from East Hartford. All right, Sam the Man. I, mean, I don't want to put words into um, Beth's mouth, and I won't. But I will put similar words into mine. Um, Beth is getting married in September. And she's taking, uh, obviously, a honeymoon. And so we, the show is going on vacation. Uh, so at least I am. Now, the dates of her nuptials are not actually that convenient for me. And there might be a better time for me to take a vacation. And in conversation, my wife says, well, why don't you, you know, why don't you just do it without Beth and take vacation another time and vice versa? And I said... We have got a rhythm and we have a way of working together that is not, that I'm not going to, I don't want to work without Beth. And uh, hopefully she doesn't want to work without me. No. And, uh, and you know, could we? Yeah. I actually, and, and we had a taste of this very early on in the show. We brought in a temporary news person and it was Guys, do you remember? Dark Side, were you around then? Yeah, yeah. You were? I because I yeah. took a, you started in July and I took a vacation a week in August. 
Yeah, yeah started and, in August. Uh, now, mind you, it was early in the show, but then I wasn't even in any kind of real groove with Beth, and that was rough. Dude, now that we've been working together for two years, we know how each other thinks, we bounce off each other really well. You know, we're a team. To bring somebody in just temporarily, it's just not worth the heartache, and you people really wouldn't want to hear that car crash. And I just have one more point to add to that, Sam, and that... There was a day when, I don't know where you were, Dee, you were off or something, maybe you were doing a show somewhere, where you had the day off and I came in to have the shower for Dark Side, and oh. it turned into a debacle. Strippers were brought in, and I left. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like how the kids get when dad's away and mom's home, they're a little crazier than when dad comes home. When dad and mom are both here, they're on their best behavior, and I know you guys enjoy that once in a while, so to that end... There's the occasional time where Beth and I aren't here, and uh, these guys get very silly and stuff. And the other day we were talking about, well, what if D down the line you want to maybe take a personal day for something? And I said, oh, well, you know, I'd come in and do the news. And then Nick said, well, and then maybe we could get some strippers. And I said, or I'll go home for the day. And that would be good, too. I'm going to be taking a personal day down the road here and, and coming up in a few weeks. And, Nick, and basically... These guys are going to a strip club. I mean, that's apparently <laughs> what they want to do. And Beth, she actually... I, I did. Know, I you... said, I'll come in and do the news. It'll be great. Well, you know, deal be off, but it'll, we'll have a good time. And then <laughs> Nick started talking about bringing in strippers and full-on nudity. Well, and I broadcasting said... Broadcasting from the strip club. Have now. a good this time, guys. Yes. <laughs> so, so, uh, so, Sam, if that didn't explain it, uh, I don't know what will. Finally, uh, would you, D, or anyone there ever get any or all of the tattoos or piercings that you had in Strangeland? <laughs> this is from Azriel. Azriel. I'm thinking of doing it after the wedding. You are? Yeah. A little, little surprise for Glenn? Sleeve the arm. All right, don't look. Go, don't keep your eyes closed. <laughs> keep your eyes. Don't open them. All right, take, open them up now. <laughs> he guy would leave skid marks. Uh, he came out with us. Uh, well, Dark Side. Now, Dark Side's getting a whole sleeve done. Yeah. So I yeah. guess he might. Would you get the face? Um, no, I wouldn't do the face, but I would do it from the neck down with that tribal work. That, that was pretty smooth, you know. And as far as the piercings, I would do like. I'd probably do like the nipples, but uh, aside from that, that's about it. Mm. They don't want the Swiss Army knife for a penis? <laughs> no, I'm all right, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, the file, Nick? the corkscrew. <laughs> right. Uh, well, excuse me, hold on, Nick. Seriously, I, had a, I tell you, I had a friend, Keith Alexander, who has like 15 piercings, and he changes them mm. for different women, for your pleasure. The guy pees. It's like a sprinkler on a, on a you know, he has to sit down to pee because he's got holes everywhere. But yeah, he can change them out. Nick, what about you? Anything? No, I uh, wish I had some tattoos or found the right one. But I think I looked. Uh, I would look a little weird with tattoos. I'd be, you know, poser. poser. Yeah, poser. Yeah, it's not me. No, it's really not it's me. Not. No. Oh, yeah, and I mean, and with your bulging biceps, whatever. You, if you had anything written, it would actually wrap around. <laughs> <laughs> Have like an armband of a phrase. Mom would be all the way around his arms. Three letters. <laughs> it connects on the other side. So, uh, well, what do, you know, what about Strangeland anyway, D? You just mentioned uh, okay. that the shooting gallery shut down. Yeah, well, just for, for, my, for the record on me is that, uh, no, I wouldn't do all that, all that stuff. Uh, it's not for me. 
Yeah, I wanted to fill you in on that stuff. By the way, if you want to send any questions, it's Captain Howdy at clearchannel.com, the new address, clearchannel.com. Um, well, the shooting gallery, Larry Meistrich is the, was the president of the shooting gallery, CEO of the shooting gallery. And he's a guy who I met back in in the 90s when the shooting gallery was just starting up. The first time I met Larry, they were working out of their apartment. It was him and his wife and a couple of people, and they were putting together some stuff, okay? Some films. And this is how far back we go. And then... When we finally put together a deal to work together, they now opened a little office, and they had maybe 15 people, 20 people tops, you know, on their staff who were making these pictures. And while we were developing Strangeland, Sling Blade, which was a movie they had made a short time before, sold for a huge amount of money to Miramax, nominated for an Academy Award, won an Academy Award, this started to open up things for them. And all of a sudden, the, the, you know, the Lawrence Fishburns and the Al Pacinos are coming through the door and, and, and they're becoming the independent film studio. And my movie came out and no, it didn't, you know, didn't break box office records, but it made, made some noise you know, on a cult level and it's built a following. And Larry was like, man, Strangeland 2, we believe this is a franchise, me and Larry, we're going to take this one to Strangeland 7, and you know, hopefully by the third or fourth one, it'll be a major film with a big budget and a huge opening, you know, like all the other, uh, other horror franchises. So while I'm working and developing Strangeland 2, and we're working on the script and what have you, uh, their company is growing bigger and bigger. And they're opening up shooting gallery records and shooting gallery TV and shooting gallery internet and shooting, shooting gallery rental service and post-production services. And they're buying buildings. And now they're, they've got 275 employees. And they're a multi, multi-million dollar company. And then recently, they did that film, The Croupier, Croupier that was, uh, you know, had some reasonable success in the box office. I don't know if you heard about it, Beth. Mm -hmm. And they had another film. I keep forgetting the title. It's like, I'm, like, because it's I'm There For You or something. It's um, about... Yeah, oh, I know with... Uh, yeah, yep, yep, yep. I know what you're talking But about. that was their movie. She was nominated for an yeah. Oscar. Okay, another Oscar-nominated film and did good in the box office. So I'm like, this is great. But uh, then, before the Oscars... You can count on me with Laura Linney. You can count on me, right. Mm -hmm. The film started getting... My um, movies kept getting pushed back. They go, well, we've got a major company coming in and they're buying for like tens of millions of dollars like all of the other aspects of the company not shooting gallery pictures but the internet the television the radio the record company all that kind of stuff and they were going this could be great for your movie it's bringing all this money into the company i was like wow this is amazing look how this little company this guy that i made friends with in his apartment and the reason why, by the way, I think I've told the story is he had a he had a uh, a dog that's half shepherd, half wolf, dark side, called Girl, and he swears that the reason why he did the movie with me is because when I walked in the apartment, unbeknownst to me, Girl had a way of attacking all big guys who wear black <laughs> and like going after them. And she, I didn't know. I walked in the apartment, and the dog just comes up to me and wagging his tail, and I pet the dog, and and he was like. He's a big dog lover, and he believed that, like, the dog has some instincts and, like, knew I was a good guy. 
And that's why he says he did the deal with me. But anyways, so I'm hearing all this stuff, and the movie's being delayed, delayed, delayed. And I'm going, oh, it's going to be great for the company. And then I hear that they opened up the books, as with any one of these big corporate mergers. And the CFO, Larry's partner from the beginning, had cooked the books. That when the market started to go sour, a lot of the investment money they were getting started to disappear. And he started, like, you know, cooking the books is, guys, it's where you move money from one place to the other to make it look like you're more solvent. What Nick does on a day-to-day basis. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you're cooking the books on a very basic level, That's okay? Right. I have some money. You see this? I just deposited this check. <laughs> you know, and I, so as soon as it clears, it's yours. And he goes to the electric company. I just deposited this check, you know. <laughs> well, that's cooking the books in a very, like, basic way. And this guy resigns. He's under investigation. They start unraveling the thing. And before my very eyes and before the investment community's very eyes and before the entertainment industry's very eyes, and this is while they've got these successful films, more successful pictures than they've had, you know, than t- they've had to date, the company goes out of business. It is, they just folded it. And people, apparently, I heard that in the last day when he told everybody there was no more money to pay salaries, it got ugly. And people were, like, emptying the offices, taking their computers, taking their desks because they hadn't been paid. It got, like, really ugly. And this basically, they killed the goose that laid the golden egg. While trying, you know, they tried to expand too big. And while the movie part of the company was doing great, all the other things fell on their face. And they killed it. So now... My I'm, my uh, Strange Land 2 is up in the air. That said, I'm getting a lot of people, people who are involved with the picture and directing it and producing it, who are already talking with people about taking it elsewhere, and there's quite a bit of interest because there is a cult following for the film, and there's money to be made, and, and, and companies, other companies like Artisan realize that these kind of films build a following and can really make a lot of money for people. So we're just now um, on the... I'm in the throes of trying to put a new deal together. So that's where that is at, and that's why I haven't been talking about it, because I was talking about it a lot for a while. And Reverend Dave, the nut, he went away and gave away uh, uh, you know, roles in the movie, because I had a start date and everything. Mm-hmm. And you know, so we got people who are waiting to be in the movie, and it's like not even being made right now, but as soon as things get happening, those people will have their uh, extras roles. That's a promise, you know, and I'll make good on that. But it's a mess, so... Anyway, that's tr- is the true dark side? Uh, how did your dog react to me? Did you, you're a dog guy. Well, after you left the house, he came up to me and he was like, look, dude, that guy's a pretty cool fellow, man. <laughs> Stick with it, man. So I said, all right, I trust my dog. Yeah, those are good mushrooms, aren't they? <laughs> yeah. uh, all right, we're taking a break. We got to come back. We got a new news. Uh, Beth Lockwood, what do we have to look forward to? Well, I'll get to a lot of stuff that we didn't get to last time because you were telling us about your hemorrhoids. Um, <laughs> we're in a couple of more shots. Wait, excuse me. I'd like to say I've been clean and hemorrhoid-free for over 20 years. I believe I belong to HA. Hemorrhoids Anonymous? Yes. There are a couple more shark attacks in Florida. I'll tell you about those. Also, I'll tell you about that ultimate bachelor pad that's going to be put on the up for sale. Nick, I know that you're interested in hearing about that. Mm. Also, MTV turns 20. I'll tell you what they have on tap to celebrate that. The amphibious, oh, I got something to tell you about that, too. Oh, good. The amphibious car that's being developed in England. Also, the 101-year-old who set a world running record. And we'll hear about the movies over the weekend.
Look at Darkseid loading up the fart machine. <laughs> He's already that 101-year-old. <laughs> All right. Uh, you know what? Taking a break. Coming back. We'll have traffic. We'll have news. we got good stuff going on. It's D. Snyder Radio. Stick around. It's Radio 104. D. Snyder Radio. Show me Darkseid's nipple. <laughs> what did I say? Nipple. Radio 104. I can't sell this, man. Now back to D. Snyder Radio. What is there to talk about? Oh, let's go. Oh, and I Starting to sound like somebody we know on Radio 104. All right, let's see. Oh, I don't need to tell you about. Have you heard you can win my Sea Personal Watercraft? You can win D. Snyder's Sea It's out. It's awesome. Machine, came to me courtesy of uh, Land and Sea Marine in Waterbury. Fabulous owners, Bob and Phil. 2000, this 2001 GS two seaters worth over seven grand comes with a trailer. And like I said earlier, we're using it, but it's like family use, so it's like not being abused. <laughs> My kids won't let me go that fast, dragging them around in the big monster tube we got, but having a great time with it. And all you got to do to win it is register at three different locations. You can register at either of the Humphreys. There's one in e uh, Humphreys East in New Haven and Humphreys West in Westbrook. Or head on over to Land and Sea Marine in Waterbury. And just, I guess, a little fill out a form or something like that. Is that how it works, Nick, in these, with these yeah, deals? Yeah, they're, they're just uh, registration forms and you pop it right in the box. Yeah. And uh, it really, as long as you can't do it as many times as you like while you're there, but... Who's going to stop you from going to each of these places and filling out another registration form? And we'll have the drawing on September 6th. So you can sign up now through September 3rd, September 6th. We'll have the drawing, and you will win my personal Sea-Doo watercraft. Okay? All right, that's good. Uh, coming up on Thursday, Luke and Murphy, was it Luke and Murphy Jensen? Mm-hmm. Are they going to be in the studio, or are they calling it? What was the, what's the end result with that? They're going to be in studio. Excellent. These are uh, tag team tennis players. It's like that, though. They're really rocking. They're real rockers. They're really aggressive and they're real fired up. As a matter of fact, they didn't want to do a phone or they wanted to come hang out. So we invited them down. We said, okay. Actually, though, I think it should be like Groucho Marx to say, if you want to be in the club, you can't. <laughs> if you want to come down to the studio, you can't. We only want people who don't want to come here. Now, actually, so they'll be in the studio hanging with us on Thursday. I'm going to bring my racket. Maybe they can give me some pointers. Yeah. Yeah. These guys are hardcore. Mm -hmm. It's all right. So, uh, and maybe I'm sure they'll have some good stories for Psycho about the, about the Williams sisters. <laughs> and speaking of Psycho with the newly polished head... This guy doesn't need a helmet anymore. He shaved the skull down to the bone. <laughs> okay, man, give us some traffic. This traffic report is brought to you by Suburban Sports. This week, take advantage of their midsummer sale with huge savings and an unbelievable selection on bikes and kayaks. Suburban Sports is your outdoor sports headquarters. Traveling on 84 East, slow going from exit 37 leading up to exit 44. Also, the highway is shut down between exit 63 and 64 due to a couple of tractor trailers getting into a crash there. 84 West. Still uh, some steady traffic coming over the Bulkley Bridge. They also opened up one lane in Southbury between exit 16 and 15. 
The highway was shut down, but they do have one lane open there right now. 91 South, slow going from exit 35 into downtown. 91 North is delay-free. Traveling on Route 2, a little bit slow, still going from exit 4 up to the flyover. 91 South into New Haven looks pretty good. 95 South, still a little bit of steady traffic going from exit 52 up to the Q Bridge. And Route 8 in Waterbury is delay-free. At 8.53, I'm cycling down with this Modern Rec Report on Radio 104. Uh, we do have some reactions, things that we've been talking about lately, and I feel that uh, we definitely should uh, give these people some time here. Uh, we got one here that says, uh, regarding voiceover work, says, D, I have to agree with Beth. Nick has a bright future in TV voiceover work. <laughs> in fact, so does Sean. So they need to send their demo to Saturday Night Live, and maybe they can provide the new voices for the ambigu- ambiguously gay duo. <laughs> That's from Ethan Rivers from The Tuck. Yeah, funny. Uh, Howie the Man, subject Rob Lowe versus Chuck Norris. Hmm. D. Beth was kind of hard on Chuck Norris commenting on his acting skills. Yeah, like Rob Lowe uh, is some great dramatic actor. And don't tell me about it. He says, don't tell me about St. Elmo's Fire. It wasn't much of a stretch. He played a self-absorbed male who wanted fame. Besides, Chuck Norris might not be the greatest actor, but he could kick the crap out of Rob Lowe in three seconds. <laughs> <laughs> See? That should be the new basis for the Oscars. Yeah. Who can beat up who? <laughs> they, they should They should have, you know, the, the women cat fight it out. And they should have the guys, whoever's the tougher guy, gets the Oscar. That's how it should play. Who knows? I might even stand the chance. <laughs> I was get one, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, on the sub- subject of child support... Says after hearing you talk of, about this issue, you stated, quote, you do, n- you do the crime, do the time. I'm sure you didn't mean it to all who pay child support. My husband did not want to leave his son behind after he was kicked out of his home because his ex had a, had a boyfriend and wanted to end it. The child support issue is very touchy, and those fathers and mothers that don't pay get away with it because what good is it to have them in jail? Oh, saying that they don't want to put people, men, men or women in jail who don't pay. No, we don't want to talk, well, of course, Kiki, that's from Kiki. Of course, when I said you do the crime, do the time, meaning people who don't want to take care of their kids, they don't want to be responsible, who walk out and refuse to pay. Those are the ones I'm talking to. I'm not talking about reasonable people who, you know, things happen out of their control and do the best they can. I mean, I, I, I think that should go without saying. I think you know that as well. Um, by, oh, uh, the Dark Knight agrees with you, Beth, that the West Wing is a great show. Thank you, Dark And kicks Knight. ass. Says that he doesn't even watch much TV. But uh, I think it's an awesome show. So, and um, this, I forgot about this. From Andy, subject Sarah Jessica Parker. D, you were talking about how Sarah Jessica Parker is looking more like you all the time. I remember that the first movie I ever saw her in was a Disney thing called Flight of the Navigator. Back in the mid-80s. In that movie, she has pink streaks in her hair because... According to her, in the movie, she just went to a Twisted Sister concert. Do- I forgot about that. She sets the line she says. Kid asks her why she has pink streaks in her hair. She says, oh, I just came back from a Twisted Sister concert. The connections, just we, me and her, separated at birth, I'm telling you. <laughs> It's freakish. It's freakish. <laughs> All right. I think we got everything covered here. Uh, it's time now for some news. Ms. Lockwood, do your thing. Hey, hit the button. Radio. <laughs>
A Belgian sailor and surgeon has been elected president of the International Olympic Committee. Jacques Roga defeated four candidates in secret balloting today. Roga wants to downsize the Olympics, saying they've lost their human face to commercial excess. And who is this again? I've been writing a message to Nick here. A Belgian guy, Jacques Roga. He's a surgeon and a sailor. Okay. All right, I totally missed that story. I'm sorry. I'm trying to write a message That's to Nick. That's all right. Continue on. There have been two more shark attacks reported in Florida waters. A 48-year-old surfer is in good condition after being bitten on the leg yesterday. About six miles from where a boy's arm was torn off by a bull shark earlier this month. In a separate incident, an 18-year-old boogie boarder was bitten on the foot by a three-foot shark yesterday near Jacksonville. Young Jesse Arbogast is still in critical condition after losing his arm and part of his leg. The badly that's injured the eight-year-old. Oh, that's the kid. That's the kid. Wait, he, Jesse Arbogast is the kid. Is the kid. He okay. is in a light coma, according to doctors, but has uh, responded. He squeezed the hand of relatives in response to being asked, so they think he may not be suffering brain damage to the extent that they feared. So that's good. See, I haven't had the latest update on that kid, and I was curious how he was doing. So things are looking a little better a for little him better. now? Well, they do say that they think that his arm is is going to function at some point somewhat normally and i think their big concern was how did his body react to having no blood or very very little blood for the time that it did and they think maybe he'll be coming out of it to some extent so that's good kids are amazing that yeah. way they really truly are amazing and uh you know i'm optimistic mm -hmm. for this kid um and again the heroic efforts on the part of um his parents. Mm -hmm. I actually, one of the things I did this weekend, which I don't know if we get to talk about or not today, <clears throat> was uh, I went to the New York Aquarium, mm. and uh, my a buddy of mine is the curator there of one of the of the shark house, and have two of the houses, and he's an expert in sharks. He's got his masters. He's doing a whole study where he's putting these advanced satellite tracking things on on these uh, these tiger and leopard sharks, and it's, he's really like into it. And he was talking about the the bull shark, and uh, you know, and he was just saying that that's the way those things, those sharks work. Is they don't like completely destroy the victim the way some sharks do. They just tear off chunks. Mm -hmm. Like they'll go up to a dolphin and they'll swim up to a dolphin and they'll bite into him, rip off a piece, and just go away. And they won't just keep coming back and devouring. And that's what they did with this kid. Mm. And they said it, that, unfortunately, that they, you know, a lot of people don't have the information. There's those sharks, the bull sharks feeding time, you tell me, is, is in the evening. And it was like 8 o'clock at night when his kid was in the water swimming. Mm. And that's just like the perfect time to be out there for the shark to come in. Nick. Pretty horrible. Nick? Or did you say Yick or Nick? I didn't say Nick. <laughs> oh, okay. I thought you were dragging him after that. Into that. The New York couple plans to exchange wedding vows on the deck of the Titanic. Sort of. David Leibovitz and Kimberly Miller want to have their wedding on the wreck 2.5 miles down in the Atlantic. They'll dive in a tiny three-man mere submarine to reach the ship on which over 1,500 passengers and crew died 89 years ago. 28-year-old Mr. Leibovitz said, It's awesome. will be part of history. The trip is organized by a British company and it has been said to have angered relatives of survivors and victims for turning a tragedy into a circus. But they're looking forward to it. 
I don't think, you know, I think that's, I mean, it's not a circus. No. Three people in a mini sub. <laughs> they, they <laughs> what kind of circuses do you go to? They hope to land close to the bow to recreate the scene from Titanic, where Jack and Rose imagine they're flying. <laughs> I'm king of the world, yeah, sure. <laughs> I'm the king of the world! I mean, I don't know if I would ever do anything like that, go into one of those mini-subs and go down there that far, but that's got to be pretty cool. Yeah. Because I hear the descent on those things is like a few hours. I mean, I'm not claustrophobic, but that, I think, might get to me. Hmm. Yeah. Being that far down in such a little tiny space, no way out. Yeah, I think I heard <laughs> it was like quarters. three, three <laughs> hours. No more air, <laughs> you know. Does anybody know about this? Because I, I remember it was a ridiculous amount down. of time to just to descend. And then you spend only a limited amount of time down there and then a few hours to go back up. That's, that takes a certain kind of person to do that. Mm-hmm. Dark side, you think you can handle it? <laughs> Not a chance. Yeah, I'd what if you had out. weed? What if you had weed? Um. <laughs> <laughs> I toke my way to the bottom. It's a horse of a different color. <laughs> well, around 80% of engaged people have a desire to cheat on their partners when they're on their honeymoons. This is in Italy. The Italian magazine Risa on the honeymoon? interviewed 911 engaged people aged 20 to 65. Researchers said depending on one another and doing too many things together while on the honeymoon creates tension. And many engaged people said the vacation was often a disappointment after, after months of expectation. People, <clears throat> I could see that, especially in this day and age. No, no, no. I said I could see it, especially in this day and age where you're, a lot of couples are living together. You're not Beth, of course. Mm-hmm. And... Um, you know, like Suzette and myself, to add a little, you know, excitement to the event. I think I told you, like the last couple of weeks before, uh, before we got married, went on a honeymoon. I moved out and went and stayed at my parents' place for a couple of weeks. So it's just a, you know, like sort of was a little bit of like mm-hmm. freshness. We hadn't just been together the night before. You know, it's like you get up and morning, all right, honey, let's go over to the chapel and get married. We've been <laughs> together for five years. You know, let's 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 get hitched. You know, so just to make it a little bit, uh, a little bit interesting, but I'll tell you what: if you are bored with your partner on the honeymoon, I don't care how long you know each other. <laughs> assume, I assume you you're going to some place that's a little unique you've never been to before. Maybe Jamaica. That's not too crazy. Maybe Cal. Yeah, maybe someplace. Maybe Niagara Falls. If on a week off vacation, just get, having got married. And you're go and you're going to a place you've never been before. If you're bored with each other, there ain't much hope for the relationship. Boring, boring. <laughs> <laughs> Dar- Maybe that's why Darkside doesn't want to actually go the distance here. Oh, <laughs> Don't drag me in on this one. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, Sarah, don't you think, Beth? I mean, oh God, yeah, definitely. Although I've heard stories of people like cheating on their on their wives. Yep. On the honeymoon. So have I. Yeah, that's that's, yeah, that's that's a bad sign. Pretty bad. Pretty bad. That's not a good sign for the marriage. Yeah. Why get married? I don't know. I mean, if you can't keep it together, like for the honeymoon, <laughs> <laughs> you can't commit to, to one week of like celibacy of just being faithful for one week. Really, 
You really don't need to go through with the marriage, I think. No. Hey, bring on the bitches! <laughs> <laughs> Look at Nick, he's pondering in there. Hmm. I'm trying to think about it because... i got to discuss this with the guys at the club. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's after the honeymoon where the marriage really starts. I mean, like your honeymoon's your honeymoon, you know? So yeah, it's like you, part of a party. It's time to get down to business, actually, when you get back from your honeymoon. But before then... Then bring on the bitches? Kind of, no, no, I'm not saying that, but you're kind of... Uh-huh that limbo stage while you're in your honeymoon you're married but you just got married and everything's kind of weird you know you have certain feelings but when you get back from he the says honeymoon, it like he's been on a honeymoon that's where the, <laughs> that's where the drudgery starts. again this is one of these discussions better had with a bunch of other 27 year singles <laughs> singles sitting at a bar you want a woman you just take the woman yeah 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 you're getting married the real marriage begins when you get back Sure. <laughs> Prior to that, it's still, you're essentially single. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of, it is the ultimate bachelor pad for and from one of the ultimate bachelors. Spin City star Charlie Sheen is putting his house on the market. Los Angeles Times reports the two and a half acre compound includes a poker room, a cigar room, a billiards room, and a batting cage. For just four and a half million dollars, Sheen is throwing in the furniture too. He's selling because he's buying another home in the L.A. area, which he'll remodel with a different theme. No word on whether or not this is the place where he took call girls. Tootheads. Doper. Nose candy. No word. But uh, you can snort the carpets. <laughs> and a couple of, uh, of warehouses are programmed into the speed dial of his phone. So. But no word. <laughs> no word there. And what the hell is that smell? <laughs> <laughs> A British company has invented a James Bond-style amphibious car. The unnamed machine can apparently reach speeds of up to 100 miles an hour on land and 35 miles an hour when it becomes a boat. Apparently, they're just in the development stages at this point, but they hope to have this on the market in the next over the next few years. Sometimes you're looking at around seventy to hundred thousand dollars for this car, which switches from wheel drive to water p- propulsion at the touch of a button. Hello. They had those in the freaking 50s and early 60s, for God's sake. Come on. <laughs> Come on. And they weren't very expensive. And they used to drive around the streets. When I was a kid, I used to see them. But this Swear goes to God. 100 miles an hour on land and 35 miles an hour as a boat. It's not one 100 of those miles an hour boats. for a car is not that fast. Nick Civic does more than 100 <laughs> miles an hour. That's right. Okay. And that's with the windows open and him hanging out with his mouth open <laughs> saying, what's up to everybody as he goes what's by. Okay? All right. They, I forgot the name of these cars, but they were boat cars. And I'm serious. I, I believe you. And But they weren't, I mean, they weren't everywhere, but you definitely saw them from time to time. I mean, I remember seeing one as recently as in the 90s for sale on a used car lot on Long Island. And my father has a killer story because when they first came out, my dad was a state trooper. And he worked down on the South Shore by Jones Beach. And he was working overnights. And his car is speeding down the road. And he goes after him. And the car won't pull over. And he's on this guy's tail. And he's pulling, all of a sudden, the guy veers off the road and drives into those like reedy things into the into the bushes and you know my father's in the super car cop car he goes plowing after him and when he sees him he's approaching the bay he goes now i got you where are you gonna go guy goes right this is true right into the water and sails away 
sails away. My, fa and my father didn't know about these cars. It's right when it first came out. And he's sitting there scratching his head, and this guy's... Pup, 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 pup. And when he goes back to the barracks, everybody started laughing at him. Apparently, it was some DJ who was broadcast on Long Island. Everybody knew about him because that's how he used to get to work. He had an amphibious car. So they, they've they existed already. I can't believe they're making a big deal about it. They're bringing them back. Well, who needs an amphibious car? I don't. Dark side? I don't, Dave. I'd love no, one, I one. Yeah, I don't need one. You would love it. You'd like to have an amphibious car? I'd like car? one, but it, there's no need for it. But yeah, I think it'd be pretty cool, you know? Go out in the well, backwoods and stuff, you know, go through the ponds and stuff, yeah. Well, when, I bet at that flea market they probably had one for sale. Vermont, <laughs> somebody just keep looking. Needs You'll new engine. <laughs> a little two-seater, have a little prop on the back. It was very cute. Hey, you know what? We should take a break. We'll come back. We'll do some more news. We also have a WWF Invasion prize pack to give away and a chance to win a year's uh, a year's pay-per-view, WWF pay-per-view events. Is that right? Yes, that's right, D. Okay, on Friday. You know, we've done things like this before. I'll tell you more about it when we return. Stick around, okay? More news to come. Those, be those stories that Beth was teasing you with earlier. And the WWF Invasion Prize Pack. This is D. Snyder Radio. It's Radio 104. It's too far gone. WMRQ, Waterbury, Hartford. I offended. He has a name. You call him by his name. D. Snyder Radio. Got it. Transportation provided by the European with Psycho Dan, by the way. So I didn't mention that before. But check this out. WWF Invasion. I'm reading this to you as I'm doing it here because this is all about the WWF Invasion this Sunday, July 22nd on AT&T and Cox in-demand pay-per-view for only $29.95. It's another pay-per-view WWF event. They're always spectacular. All this week, we'll be giving away WWF Invasion prize packs, which consist of an Invasion t-shirt, an Invasion flag, and water bottle. And what we're going to do is each morning, we're going to play an archive clip of a WWF superstar interview on in the past with D. Snyder Radio. And we've had quite a few of them. We've had some of the biggest on the phone. And the first caller at 860-666-4444 to identify this WWF superstar correctly will receive the Invasion prize pack, but you will also qualify for the grand prize drawing Friday morning. And the grand prize is a year's supply of WWF pay-per-view and, and a collector's edition WWF Invasion chair. Is this like... A chair to hit somebody with? <laughs> well, probably. Break away? I'm not sure. I don't know if it's like a director's chair or if it's, you know, if it's uh, something that you could break over somebody's head. I'm not sure about that. <laughs> Maybe both. Okay. All right. Well, let's play the clip from our archives. Well, everybody, welcome to the Canadian Cripplet of the show. Hi, how you doing? It's D. Snyder. Good. How you doing, Steve? It's not Steve. It's D. D. I, well, I've seen uh, that sort of precludes my first question because <laughs> I was going to ask you, being from Canada, how Twisted Sister affected your life. I look at where I am today. <laughs> See that? You can thank Steve Snyder for that. 
classic. It's a little bit of a give me for some of our regulars, but it was too good to pass up, especially in the yeah. first day. How you day. doing, Steve? <laughs> <laughs> you should, that should be uh, it, that should be in a sweep or something. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's uh, that's, uh, that's cr- I mean, one of those things that puts together. How you doing, Steve? It's me. <laughs> <laughs> and you can thank Steve Snyder for that. All right. Well, 860-666-4444. And like I said, be sure to catch WWF's Invasion this Sunday, July 22nd on AT&T, AT&T Cox in Demand pay-per-view. It's only twenty nine ninety five. Right now, it is time for more of Lockwood's News. Snyder Radio Headlines. A whole new intro. Let me tell you about this guy. A 101-year-old man has set a new world record for running the 1,500 meters. Les Army won the 100-year-and-over category at the, world, <laughs> at the World Veterans Games in Australia. He completed the race in 19 minutes, 59 seconds, just shy of 20 minutes it took him Wait a minute. Wait to a minute. run 1,500 meters. How far is that? Uh, it's almost the mile, sort of, you know, short of a mile. 1,500 meters. A meter is a little over three feet. Right. Yeah, okay, so it's it's almost a mile. Right. Okay. So 20 minutes. 20-minute mile. That guy's <laughs> over 100. I mean, guy's he's 101. The fact that he could even walk that far is pretty darned amazing. Oh, he kicked that dwarf's ass, that's for sure. Now, the fact that he set the world record in his age category... Maybe tempered by the fact that no one his age had ever run the race before. <laughs> oh, <laughs> but that shouldn't okay. take away from Les Army's accomplishment. As the only competitor in his age group, he also took home the gold medal. You know what? You gotta love that guy. That's what it's all about right there. I mean, not just not giving up. Just going for it, right, Dark? So where was it? You can do it there, Les. But Les... You can do, you can it. do it. He did say. Yeah. He did say, "Quote: I would have been pleased if the doctor had pulled me off in the second lap. <laughs> I think I perhaps went out a little too hard at the beginning, but after that second lap, I was all right and could have gone even farther." <sighs> it's beautiful. What a great story. Yeah. By the way, Tommy from Torrington won the WWF prize pack and he is qualified for the grand prize drawing this Friday. So you can stop calling. The answer to the question. As if most of you didn't know, was Chris Benoit, the Canadian crippler. And obviously, not a big fan of <laughs> Twisted Sister. <laughs> oh, this just in that guy who won the gold? He died this morning. Oh, stop it. Sad, sad follow up. Probably outlived some of you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Nick, I'd like to see you run 1,500 meters in 20 minutes. Not uh, 20, happening. 20 minutes? <laughs> I could do that. Come on. <laughs> kick that old guy's ass. <laughs> He's 101. I should hope that you can kick his ass at 27. Well, this is interesting. Over in Romania, they've created an invention. Driver's glasses, which turn off the engine if the motorist starts to doze off, are about to go on sale over there in Romania. The inventor says they have built-in sensors which measure how long the driver's eyes close when they blink. If the eyelid remains closed for more than 1.2 seconds, a warning alarm goes off and the car's ignition is turned off. Oh, that's great. That's brilliant. Clever. Obviously, they don't have locking steering wheels in <laughs> Romania. <laughs> oh. I don't think that's going to work for us. 
What was that dark side? Somebody dropped their beads? <laughs> <laughs> it, make, it makes sense to have the alarm go off. I don't know how much good it's going to do to just shut off the car because then the car stops right in the middle of the highway. I've heard of, and I think this is great, uh, and I don't, and I don't actually never see, saw it, but I've heard that it was in development or something. It was like something hooked over your ear, an earpiece, mm. and basically it had like a mercury sensor. So if your head dropped, it would, it would, you know, an alarm mm-hmm. would go off or whatever, and it would wake you back up. Good for truckers, I guess. Yeah. So I mean, it was, you know, I can see how you can make that work. Because a mercury switch works on mm. the mercury being level, and as soon as it moves to a certain point, it sets it off. <laughs> you hit the gas really hard. But you can't turn the car off. No. The steering wheel locks up, and, and, and that's dangerous. That's even worse. Mm-hmm. I'm terrified of falling asleep at the wheel now. I had a very, very bad falling asleep at the wheel experience didn't result in an accident but it was one where i was really overtired i as a matter of fact i had been uh, on the road and we were driving back from like uh, i don't know texas and we were doing one of those 17 18 hours straight through drives and i was driving and i felt like i was awake you know normally you get like dozy and you have some sort of a mm-hmm. warning that you're getting sleepy and i just went out like, and I heard that this happens when you're like extremely overtired. I would, wasn't feeling, didn't feel it. I was, of course, I'd been up for like, you know, two days. So I was feeling burnt. And then also I just opened my eyes up and I had gone from the left lane to the shoulder. And I opened my eyes up. And, I, and, I, and ever since then, I've been like mm-hmm. terrified because that was, you know, I didn't even get any warning. You know, dark side, like when you're getting kind of dozy, at least you... You kind of you start getting kind of drowsy. You go, oh man, I got to pull over, or I got to get some coffee, or something. Yeah, you get those I'm, extended yawns going and everything. Yeah, yeah, you got some, but this was like I was so past that that I just blacked out. I'll tell you what, I was awake for the rest <laughs> of the ride home. <laughs> my heart was like out of my chest and on the right there on the dashboard. It's like. <laughs> Nick, yeah, yeah, it was easy to stay awake with a fresh dump in my pants. <laughs> Dark side, uh, Nick, you ever do that? You ever like fall asleep at the wheel? Yeah, I almost do it every day on the way home from here. But uh, <laughs> yeah, you know what? That's weird. Is because my most tired time during the day because of this job is around two o'clock in the afternoon, mm. and I never try to drive at that time any distance. Yeah, I can't. Because you can feel like all dozy at that time. I mean, at night I'm fine, but for some reason, getting up at 3, I'm really tired at 2 o'clock. You're right, though, dude. There's nothing that will wake you up like falling asleep (laughs) at the wheel. Getting that rumble strip. (laughs) I'm getting the feeling right now. Oh, oh, the rumble strip. I think that's what woke me up. God bless those rumble strips. God bless the rumble strip. That's what woke me up on the the, uh, shoulder. Mm. But, uh, But I'm getting that feeling right now. Your whole body is just like... Alive. <laughs> You're never so alive <laughs> as when you, when you wake up in the parking lot of some place with Chevy Chase. Right. Okay, oh. we're, we're here. <laughs> we're here. <laughs> well, in Norway, burglars robbed a sex shop but took only double XL sizes of kinky underwear and toys. That's a huge bitch! Oh, dark side. They did not even open the cash drawer at the store. Instead, they broke through the door and emptied all of the double XL shelves 
and left everything else untouched. Doris, I gotta get a vomit set, please. <laughs> Where are you with the damn vomit button when you need one? <laughs> I was, I was imagining this, you know. I was, I'm not about to say imagining, but I've thought about that because, you know, in these Victoria's Secret catalogs, in these Fredericks of Hollywood catalogs, in these shops where you see the naughty nineties and all that mm -hmm. stuff, you know that the majority of people wearing them aren't quite like the models no you know or or the or the mannequins well i mean the models aren't even like the models they're airbrushed yeah nobody is yeah. like that uh, speak for yourself lockwood <laughs> uh i'm doing quite okay uh but I, I but i was walking past a shop and it had some really risque clothing in there and i said there it was something with chains and a little <laughs> bit of leather and the crotch area and I'm going oh yeah no the people walking to the shop going oh honey let's get one of those for you and it's just not working the same way it was working on that damn mannequin that's for sure double X size they, you know what the truth is they shouldn't even make them that big <laughs> why if, what? don't don't you think that a woman who's a double XL should be allowed to wear a negligee no. and, oh I love you Susan <laughs> you must no. be a bitch getting a size 68 you're, extra fat you're right in fairness, as long as it's not in public, you know, as long as it's personal, there are there are people who like that. Nick Chubby Chasers, they call them. They, they like a big, full-bodied woman. Yeah, I know, but you don't want any. I, I would say not allow them to be sold because you know what happens. People like that end up taping themselves, and then those uh, tapes videos, get around. Videos, videos, and that's just bad news. Well, you know what though? That this is this is a problem as well. I think I'm gonna say. No, they shouldn't, but I'm with, with an asterisk. Okay, Beth, with an asterisk. Because those particular outfits we're seeing on those skimpy Fredericks of Hollywood models or on those little tiny mannequins are designed on those body shapes. My wife, you know, went to FIT, Fashion Institute of Technology, and the model figures she would draw, these outfits were designed to be flattering on those bodies. They should have people designing outfits. Well, I know some people would say Coleman already is, but uh, but they should have people designing outfits for the bigger body types that would be flattering to those body types. <laughs> That's a huge bitch. Right. Well, say you know what I mean? I'll say two things. One is that women of all sizes should be able to wear whatever the heck they want to wear. That's an attention gap. In the privacy of their own homes or wherever it's legal. Uh. Secondly... The average American woman, I think, is a size 12. Ooh. So if larger women weren't wearing these outfits, there wouldn't be any Victoria's Secrets because there aren't enough people who look like those models to keep them in business. But don't you think that they should design outfits that are designed to be flattering for the size 12 and not hey, ones that are designed lady. to be flattering on a size 1 or 2? I have never seen a larger woman in a negligee. But I um, <laughs> imagine that people pick out things in which they feel comfortable I'm and that they think sexy. looks nice when they wear it. Hmm. Well, I know this has been a long time dream that Sean's had of opening <laughs> a, a plus size sex shop. <laughs> <laughs> and I think I think you're onto something, man. I think you should go for that dream. Think about it every day. Sean, you've got to have a magazine that has some kind of pictorial. No, not fat chicks. Oh my sure. God, are you kidding me? You guys are you so... Are you, you, you know, no. <laughs> you Look, all I, live 
in a fantasy <laughs> world. Even you, Snyder. Oh, no, you've on. met my girlfriend. I mean, she's she's beautiful. She's 5'9", 120 pounds. She's Stays gorgeous. away from you. <laughs> You're really your girlfriend, though. This is 20- <laughs> oh, Let's my be God. Honest. <laughs> yes, she beard. is. And that's the it. D-beard, right? When you, well, I don't know. Oh, but yeah. when you guys walk down the street, you, you look like you're number 10. It's <laughs> 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 like a one and a zero on oh. the street. Well, let me tell you about the movies over the weekend. Coming in at number one, Nick, was that movie you really wanted to see. You, you probably didn't because you were moving that Legally Blonde. $20 yeah. million, dollars, D. Mm. Anybody see that? That's a really big take for for a comedy. It mm. beat out De Niro yeah. and uh, and Brando and Norton. That, it's yeah. pretty surprising. That made nineteen million. Well, I'll tell you what. The reviews on that. What was that movie called? Legally the, Blonde. No, no. Oh, the, the one, score. The, the score that had mixed reviews, and I, I believe, and Legally Blonde had surprisingly mm-hmm. excellent reviews. And was getting a huge crossover audience. It wasn't just kids, but, you know, adults going as well. And I think a movie like that is sort of mass appeal. People say, oh, it looks cute, looks funny. People want a few laughs. Dumb blondes in movies have have been a staple in films throughout history. Marilyn Monroe. Yeah, Gene Harlow. You go back, Billie Holiday. There's been so many movies that even, you know, even now... You got Cameron Diaz in uh, playing the total dumb, the ditz in uh, uh, Charlie's Angels, you know. So that's just sort of a a standard that has always worked. People love the idea of the dumb blonde. Although now they kind of always play, they play dumb blonde with the brain, like myself. (laughs) (laughs) Don't sell yourself short. (laughs) (laughs) The the, the blonde, everybody thinks I was stupid blonde. And then surprise, surprise, he's got a brain. You well, know, you it's, had it's, a double whammy because you were a blonde rocker. Yeah. Yeah, a triple whammy. Dumb, blonde dumb. and ugly and a rocker, <laughs> yeah. All three, the triple whammy. <laughs> Number three was that movie Cats and Dogs. Lots of kids went to the movies. $12 million that made. Final Fantasy, 11 and a half. Then Scary Movie 2, followed by Fast and the Furious, Dr. Doolittle 2, Kiss of the Dragon, AI all the way down in ninth, and Ooh. Lara Croft Tomb Raider in tenth. AI has only made $70 million in three weeks and plummeting fast. It's not going to make any money. Uh, I'll tell you what. How about Pearl Harbor? Suzette and I haven't had a chance to see it, and it's gone. It's in the second-run theater in West Hartford. I drove by the other day. Yeah, we, you know, we were like, we, you know, it's a three-hour movie, and sometimes finding that three-hour block when you got kids, you know, it's, tr- it's tough. And we wanted to see it, and then all of a sudden we're like, okay, we got our time slot. Let's mm-hmm. find it, and it's nowhere. That's not a blockbuster. No. I'm afraid when, it's, when it goes out of the theaters that fast, it's not a blockbuster. I'll bet you Shrek is still in the theaters. That's the big movie of the summer, Shrek. So far, yeah. yeah. Universally, everybody mm-hmm. feels that's the big movie. Well, tough to believe, but it's true. MTV is turning 20 years old. The network will celebrate its two decades of trend setting by bringing back its founding VJs, Martha Quinn, Nita Blackwood, J.J. Jackson, Mark Goodman, and Alan Hunter for an all-star bash that will be airing live. Mariah Carey will be the headliner. Billy Idol also on the bill, as are Aerosmith, Blink-182, Jane's Addiction, Sugar Ray, and Sum 41. This will happen August 1st in New York City. Well, first I don't know of if it'll all... Be, I, don't, I don't know if it'll be aired that night or if it'll be aired later, but that's when the event's happening, August 1st. Actually... A band that was uh, asked about was uh, my own band, Twisted Sister. They asked us if we would come and perform. Uh, we're not going to take it. Why but, didn't uh, you? 
We're having some issues right now. Come on, you can't get it together yes. for an MTV 20-year celebration oh, day? It's huge. Come on. No, I mean, I, I didn't say no. I didn't say no. I said, you know, I would consider it. But uh, I don't haven't heard anything since. So I don't know. But, but yeah, it was actually, they did inquire as to whether or not we would, uh, you know, come out there and do we're not going to take it i mean if fleetwood mac who everybody in the band was sleeping with everybody else could reunite to do one show for president clinton i think you guys can get it get, get it together enough to do an mtv show well, they toured for god's sakes yeah but they not, were they were sleeping that. with each other during their heyday right and then they've split up because of all the tension but a lot of these bands that put it back together they're getting tremendous who hate each other like the eagles Five separate hotels, five separate dressing rooms, separate plane flights, separate limos. They didn't see each other till they got onto the stage. I just want one night from you guys. I'm only asking for one night, Dave. Is that what you're... Are you personally asking me yeah. that? Yeah. I mean, I used to like my MTV when I was yeah, a kid. I well, I was curious. I was just curious about that. Well, anyway, but we, we were asked and, uh, I, you know, I didn't say no. I said, uh... <laughs> I, I didn't say no, and uh, but I don't, I don't think, you know, obviously they haven't announced that we're playing, so I think that it didn't happen, so no. whatever. Angelina Jolie is reported to have turned down about $15 million to star in a Tomb Raider sequel because she wants to start a family. The actress admits people think Hoorah. she's crazy, but she's ready to be a mother, of course, with her husband, Billy Bob Thornton. She says, I know many people think I'm mad, but I feel ready to be a mom. Billy Bob and I so much want to start a family. Good for her. Yep. You got to see. That's. I think she's really. That's. That's like the smartest thing she's said in ages. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's. How old is she? She's, she's twenty six, and he's forty five. Yeah, yeah. So he's gonna be shooting blanks any day now. No, I'm only kidding. <laughs> I'm only kidding. Um, but uh, you know, I think that's kind of cool to make a choice that's right mm-hmm. for your life, as opposed to one that's a financial one. Too many people are quick to make the financial choice. The bigger the money is. Look at Jerry Seinfeld was like that. He kept up in the ante and finally said, you know, how much money do I need? I got more money than God right now. And I want to have a wife and I want to have some kids. And I want to have a life. So he did it. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. Same good fam. And finally right now, The Offspring say they may split up if they're not happy with their next album. The group has sold more than 25 million albums over the past 15 years, but their most recent only sold about a million they split up? They may. Bassist oh. Beg Kreisel says, if the next album is something we're not happy with and things have gotten tired and old, that may be it. I really like them. Do you know they've been, I can't believe they've the been together for 15 years. It's over, Jenny. Well, they were together for quite a while, yeah. I think, before they broke. So that's a and good time. And they're really time. bright guys, too. They're really bright guys. I always enjoy their stuff. Yeah, the, the lead singer, I think, was like credited away from his doctorate or something. Or his thesis. Know, yeah, in biology or molecular science yeah. and some kind of really... We're not all stupid, <laughs> you know that? Smart subject. <laughs> there are a lot of like really bright musicians out there. Okay, maybe not a lot, but there are a few, a handful. There's a couple of really <laughs> bright musicians well, out there. Well, there's this one guy, anyway. There's this one guy. He's really smart. The guy from the Osprey. <laughs> no, but Jagger, Mick Jagger, he had to choose, and this is, you know, obviously back in the 50s or 60s or whatever, but he was really smart, good in school. And apparently, like, in England, back then, being an accountant, mm-hmm. you know, it was like a, 
it's not a bad job. Obviously, being a CPA is a, a really good job, but it's really like a, a high-end gig. And he had to choose between pursuing a career in music or going to school for accounting to become an accountant and, because he's really a bright guy. We hear about a lot of bands that meet in college. Yeah, this guy who uh, the who's a curator at the New York Aquarium, you know, the guy I was telling you about, he was a musician, he was in a band, he was a really good singer. His band didn't happen. In the meantime, you know, he's got his masters and he's, he's just a really smart guy. So there's like five of us. <laughs> but, okay, including Moonchild, all of the guys in Moonchild, there's 10. And ten Fault Line, Sean has his massage therapy degree. Yeah. It's true, true, and he's an expert with the stapler. He's smart about that. That's good. You're bright. Yeah. Baseball yesterday, the Red Sox get back within a half game as they beat Montreal 8-5 and Philadelphia tops the Yankees 9-3. Mets 6-2 over Toronto. Partly sunny near 80 today. Tonight, showers develop below in the 60s and for tomorrow, some clouds, maybe a few showers and in the low 80s. Right now, it is 65 at 9:37. How are you liking your Red Sox chances? What do you think? I'll tell you what. I am feeling pretty good despite the fact that we have significant number of our really good players on the disabled list i'm crossing my fingers we're hanging in there you know pedro looks like he's going to be out for at least another month now so if we can keep it together with the roster that's out there i feel pretty good right what if you keep it together Mm -hmm. okay you know i you know I, i like the underdog and at this point you know you guys are definitely underdogs um so what do you think if you keep it together and then in like a month or so or by the end of the season, uh-huh. all those killers come back. It'd be like in Slapshot. I know. The opposing team brought Ogie Oglethorpe in from prison and everything like that. They, <laughs> they got... I would take some guys from prison. I'm not opposed to that. <laughs> Whatever. But <laughs> Furlough them for I the mean, weekend games. That's fine. Nick, that could give them a real shot in, in the arm if these I guys mean, came out. They're saying the wild card is not going to come from our division. And so it's going to be one or the other. Yankees or Red Sox? We'll have to ask Dibble when we talk to him. See, Yankees just have that. I mean, those veterans that are used to being around playoff time and they know what they got to do to stay there. The Red Sox. Yeah, but these are all cliches. What do you mean? I mean, the reason they're cliches is because there's truth to them, but that can only go last so long. I mean, eventually these guys are going to be in their 80s and you can't remember, they're old veterans and they're wily and they know, you know, at some <laughs> yeah, point, they can't do it I anymore. know, but it's weird in, in uh, baseball, though, how that rings true for a while. I mean, it takes some guys a, a, a long time to get out of the league. Look at David Cohn. He should be sitting at home watching baseball on TV, drinking beer, you know? He's still winning some games, though. Yeah, I know. So, I don't know. I hate the Red Sox. They shouldn't go anywhere. They'll <laughs> choke. They always choke in August. Everybody knows they choke in August. So we'll see what happens, Beth. But good luck to you. Okay. Thanks. Can I, uh, I can tell it was heartfelt. Can I, uh, can I read some reactions here to things we were sure. talking about the past yeah. couple of days? Yeah. And we'll take a break before what we learned today. Does that yeah, work? that's great. Okay. Um, well, there's some reaction to what the hell's going on this weekend. Uh, we would discuss things we were discussing. Uh, Klepto Kyle wrote in he was moved to write uh, regarding nick's what the hell am i doing this weekend he says holy excrement i just finished listening to nick's version of what the hell am i going to do this weekend i couldn't stop laughing i mean he's telling us about tests getting a test for pregnant women Mm -hmm. i thought the idea was for this was that the activities were listed were something that we might want to do over the weekend come on nick was talking about bunk beds for sale I feel I could take his place on that portion of the show. 
yeah. by Klepto Kyle. Well, that's what we thought the original concept was as well, Kyle, but yeah, which I, I, was, I get I'm, such a kick out of Nick's stuff, though, that I don't want him to stop. I'm still holding to that concept, though. There are people out there, there are pregnant women out there, and it was, a, it was offering a, a, a test and a service for pregnant women out there to see, what was it, how fat fatty foods or something affects the yeah. child or son. So if you're pregnant and he, you know, wanted to do something this weekend, maybe you could do that. It's that it's, it's really appealing to a really small segment of the population, though. You know, I mean, you're trying to find things a little more broad-based in interest. Okay. Uh, the cable guy, Tom from Waterbury, regarding the same thing, says, I think the more appropriate question what to do this weekend or a statement for today is what the hell is going on this weekend would be what the hell is Nick not doing this weekend although I think Nick really isn't that bad of a guy just a little misdirected he really fell off the boat this morning I think uh, he says uh, I think if Nick would put that much time and effort into finding better things to talk about in the weekend segment we all wouldn't be giving dark side credit for the okay faggot what's next soundbite although it was some pretty funny excrement <laughs> <laughs> okay, faggot, what's next? <laughs> uh, and uh, Michelle Z writes in, subject to D tattoos, D and the gang, I heard you talking about the person who had the D tattoo sunburned into their arm. And I had to laugh because I saw a girl at D-Day who was fish white and had the D tattoo on her forehead. Now, I'm a fan, and I don't normally sunburn, but after a full day at Six Flags, even my forehead was fried. Can you imagine what her forehead looked like after she washed that tattoo off? Oh. Talk about advertising. The next day. I'd like a picture of that. She cut bangs into her hair. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> hey, can we still have those tattoos? They're giving them out at events and stuff yeah, like that? Yeah, we have the tattoos. Cool. Cool. Um, and lastly, subject, dance like you've never danced before. D and the crew, I have a problem. The Chewbacca dance is contagious. Well, this is the dance we do when Dark Side Song plays during What Do We Learn Today. As you know, I was among the few, the proud, those lucky enough to have invitations to see all of you doing the dance at D-Day 2. Well, ever since then, when the show reaches the What Have We Learned Today portion and Dark Side plays his music, I start doing the dance. The other day, I was in my car, stopped in traffic, and when Darkseid started the Chewbacca song, you chimed in with, Everybody dance! <laughs> well, without missing a beat, I started doing the dance, sitting right there behind the wheel. <laughs> the guy in the car next to me gave me a look and couldn't get his car moving fast enough. <laughs> Your loyal and dedicated peep, Sona Woman. Uh, well, yeah, well, that dance, it's, it is contagious. I think it'll be sweeping the na nation. You know, dance crazes, per se, have not really been in full effect in a long time not since the macarena I think. macarena you know and i think i think maybe the, the chewy dance a little that we all do here in the studio could catch on we've got to put a little maybe we can get a little clip of that and put it online so people can see it the best i can equate it with is when herman munster would dance and he would sort of just stomp his feet and spin yeah. around a little bit <laughs> without without the laugh it's kind of like that <laughs> <laughs> Alright, what do we learn today is next. The number is 860-666-4444. What do we got up for grabs? Well, it's a D-Stider Radio prize pack, including a D-Day 2 hat. These are limited edition, okay, as soon as we run out of them, that's it. D-Day 2 commemorative CD and an autographed photo and, of course, the ever-present Euro sticker. Okay, so do stick around for what do we learned today and give us a call. Join the party. This is D. Snyder Radio. It's Radio 104.
Write to me, write to us, Captain Howdy at clearchannel.com. Large Lou wrote in. He said, that was great to be at D-Day. I didn't get to see him. He said, uh, Darcy looked good. Now I hear he's down 21 pounds. I think that he deserves some kind of reward. If memory serves me right, there are a whole bunch of gifts from the Fat Man versus the Weasel versus Captain Howdy. Which failed miserably. I think those gifts should all go to Dark Side. Yeah. I think so too. What do you think, Beth? He's the only one who's done anything. Nick has remained the same weight, if not lost some. And Sean, I don't think you lost the required amount to win. I've put on definitely, some. I definitely lost weight. <laughs> what? You're to so cut your hair? Look behind you, brother. It's right behind you. <laughs> Dark yeah, Side no found kidding. it. <laughs> it's right behind you. I think maybe we should take those prizes and, uh, what was it? It was a Bob's gift certificate for the new body. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, I believe there's a membership at Judy Rodriguez's Extreme Fitness in West Hartford. I know you already have a club membership, but right. uh, uh, but maybe, you know, but still that was what we were offering at the time. Yep. Was there anything else? Some supplements, Some supplement, supplement City. Supplement City yeah, was hooking us up. Yeah, I could definitely use that. Maybe we should, uh, I don't know. I think, I think Large Lou has a good point there. Thanks, Lou. All right, by the way, he writes, P.S. He's down a total of 86 pounds now. Wow. Yeah! Go, go Large Lou. That's, I hope in some way I contributed. Wow. No kidding. No kidding. Good for you, Large Lou. Okay. Now, here we go. Uh, we don't have a sponsor, so I guess if you got the phones loaded up, it's time to do what did we learned today. Sing it. What we learned, what we learned, what we learned today. What we learned, what we learned, what we learned today. Let's go to Danbury and speak to Mike. Good morning, Mike. How you doing? Good morning. Oh, sound like you bad connection. I want to put you on hold. Got that ringy kind of cell phone thing going on. Mike, I didn't hang up on you, obviously. Just be cool, and hopefully your connection will clear up. Let's go to Scott from Vernon. Scott, how's it going, buddy? Scott. Hello, hey. There you are. So, Scott, what did you learn today? I learned a new way to scrape the barnacles from my butt with a toothbrush, man. Oh, oh, barnacles. <laughs> oh, dude. Did you ever have a hemorrhoid, Scott? No, man, but I'm afraid after what you told me. <laughs> okay, stay off. Well, I don't say stay off the bowl, but don't. This is my hint to you, Scott. Okay, and everybody else who listening. Don't spend any more time on that bowl than you need to. If you like a magazine reader or whatever. Yeah, man, just, I learned that too from you a long way back. Yep. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was my problem. See, he remembers. Yep. Scott, you and Scott remember we talked about it last time. Hold on, Scott. I. All right. He remembered. Beth remembered. I, I remembered. I'll tell you what I learned, and that is that oh, I think that 
they took you for a sucker today and that they remembered that you told us about your hemorrhoids, but they wanted to hear you talk about your painful experience again. Oh, is that true? You can tell me now. Dark no, I truly didn't remember. I didn't remember you talking about a hemorrhoid. I think dark, so I just want to hear it again. No, halfway through it, I, I remember uh, something. <laughs> halfway through. He was very stoned back when he first got here. <laughs> he was still, still he walked around like pig pen in a cloud, but his cloud wasn't dirt, it was pot smoke. <laughs> Like who's that guy? He's the overnight guy. It's dark side. <laughs> All right, let's let's see if um, Mike from Danbury has a better connection now. Mike, how's your connection? Oh, uh, pretty good. Uh, okay, let's give it a shot. What'd you learn today, Mike? All right. Well, I learned a long time ago that uh, um, Nick there is morally bankrupt, especially when he couldn't even make the payments on uh, that child that he bought in uh, <laughs> South America or wherever he bought that from. I mean, that's yeah. bad, but then today I learned that he doesn't even know what he's talking about when it comes to baseball. Why do you say that? Why do you say that? Well, because I, I know for a fact that it's not all the time in August uh, does that team always choke. So, I mean, I, <laughs> if he if he come, comes in and brings the stats saying that, well, then I'll believe it. But as far as I know, that's not true. Would you, Mike, would you say you're a Sox fan? Uh, somewhat. You know, I, I like the Sox and I like the Yankees, so I, it's, uh, I'm a little How mixed How is that possible? There, I really don't think he knows what he's talking about. How can you like both? Oh. I've never heard of that before. Yeah, well, you know, I, it, some people uh, like different things, you know, but I just know that, that he just didn't, I really don't think he knows what he's talking about. Uh, yeah, well, we've oh. had that pretty much verified. I mean, every time Nick's, you know, held court <laughs> on sports, wait, wait somebody's second. always written in and going, what the hell is he talking about? Yeah. Could it be that once again, you are angry <laughs> at something else and are looking to take it out on me? I will take criticism for anybody, from anybody if I say something that, is wrong about a particular sporting event, all right, or anything. But this guy, I mean, I've never heard of a Red Sox and a Yankee fan. I mean, I'm not going to take any criticism from this guy. I don't think he knows anything. <laughs> <laughs> he sounded like your dad right there. <laughs> oh, well, this is a favorite part, some people's favorite part of the show. This is when the time on D. Snyder Radio, when we dance. What'd you learn today, Dark Side? Well, not wanting to touch back on the hemorrhoid subject too much. I actually, I, I learned um, that you can get hemorrhoids by sitting on the bowl for too long reading because it pushes too much pressure. You know? On the O-ring. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know that. And seriously, it's a good thing you tell me this stuff because that's where I do all my reading. I know. I know. It's, it's, it's so, um, what's the word for it? It's a very peaceful kind of environment. Relaxing. Relaxing. Comfortable. comfortable I mean, uh, private. I mean, dark no side, it's pretty open secret that you don't smell like roses. So where you want to do your reading is sitting in there in your own stink? You can't see the forest through the trees, oh, Beth. Man. It's true. You can't. You can't. I mean, there are these occasionally, I'm sure, dark side, even you get lightheaded. Yes. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> that's when he knows it's a bad one. When he feels faint from his own stench. <laughs> Oh, let's see. Let's go to Eric from Wallingford. Good morning, Eric. It's D. Morning, D. 
How's it going, man? What did you learn today? Well, I learned that Sean already has half a store's worth of lingerie for his new extra, extra large and lovelies lady store. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Using it, it is good, actually. Using your own supplies. Yeah, that's already been worn stuff, though. I don't know that's if that's huge, good. Bitch. Consignment uh, lingerie. Uh, he has a full line of ABC panties. You know those are, Dark Side? No. It's like ABC gum, already been chewed. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Nikki, how you doing? Hello, <laughs> I'm Mr. Red. A horse is a horse. What'd you learn today, buddy? Uh, well, I learned something that's really disappointing. It's, I know what I'm going to do, but I learned that we can't smoke at Best Wedding. Not inside. The Wadsworth. Uh, and I'm figuring, I mean, this is the oldest museum in the United States. So it's got a lot of history there. I'm sure there are a lot of people coming through that museum that were either puffing on a pipe, a cigar, you know, cigarettes, those extra long cigarettes with a little plastic mouthpiece on the bottom and stuff. I mean, I'm going to have to talk to the people at the Wadsworth and see if we could create a smoking room for like, Sean and I will smoke cigarettes, Dark Side can smoke his, you know, stuff in there. And, We're going to let you do that up in the Picasso area. Yeah. Yeah, because, D, don't you think a lot of, like, guys, like, especially um, Glenn's friends, you know, they might be big cigar smokers, you know, and stuff, and we should have a place to kind of congregate, right? <laughs> well, I don't know, but I have a feeling you could, Wadsworth will never have never seen so many smokers standing outside the, <laughs> the side of the building. Yeah. Badasses. Hanging out, <laughs> checking women out as they head into the Wadsworth. Right. Yeah, Beth, I don't have a lot of that going on. Yeah, I don't on. know, Beth, if you want us outside. You know what I mean? Because then that's just going to create a big scene outside the wedding. And then I don't know How if about you like she that. She just too much. doesn't invite any of you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Can you behave yourself for one event? Beth Only a few like hours, to, Nick. I, guys, I'll speak for Beth here. She was like this to be. A really nice day by her standards, not Radio 104 standards. No street team is going to be there. Yeah. We're not handing just, out bumper stickers. She just wants it to be just a, 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 a reasonable day on her and Glenn's terms, the kind of day they would like. That's why they've chosen to do something at the Wadsworth. That's why they're having an affair of this type. They want a classy special day for themselves. And despite can't, that, I'm inviting you guys. <laughs> yeah, you can't, you, can't you recognize that and say, I'm going to do my best to try and, and make best day a perfect one? Yeah, when you put it like that, I kind of have to. Please yeah. don't set off any alarms or anything. I'll be really embarrassed. And just, you know she's going to be completely on edge the whole day costing you guys <laughs> as it is. So it only, it, there's only one thing worse than her being on edge and nothing happening. There's one be on edge and something happening. Yeah. So at least she'll be on edge because she's going to be on edge anyway, which she doesn't need. Right. Not on that day. Michelle, She's I don't care. Because she has to. If you wear the tinfoil suit, that's fine. Dark said you don't want to wear your do rag. You do what you want to do. <laughs> really? But awesome. try not to touch anything or break anything or set anything on fire. I promise mm -hmm. to be good. I'll be a good boy. All right. I'm spraying them all down with Pam <laughs> before they get there so they don't stick to nothing. <laughs> Let's talk to Brian from Brookfield. Brian, it's D. Good morning. How you doing, man? Good morning, D. How are you? I'm good. So what did you learn today? Well, I learned that if you ever get another hemorrhoid, 
There's going to be a lot more hanging out of the uh, spandex than these nuts. Oh. Oh. I believe we have a winner. Uh, say hello to Mr. Winky. Talk, talk about your nature of the beast. Oh. People will think I'm talking. Uh, oh, man, Brian. Yeah, I have to wear a little looser. I, it's not that big. You don't see it <laughs> bulging out of the back. I People who have never had them, I don't have in my mind a picture of what a hemorrhoid really looks like. So I imagine most people don't unless you have personal experience. It's a tumor. I mean, that's what I, I'm picturing. It's more like that. a boil. And, and, you know, something. I actually never saw it myself, to tell you the truth. But it feels a lot bigger than it is. You know, I mean, the pain that these things can mm. produce is just staggering, staggering, crippling. I mean, I, you couldn't move. You can't walk. I heard so that bad. they're horrendous. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Do not want them. You do not want to blow an O-ring, Dark Side Ted. So what? Everybody. It actually did have a pulse. <laughs> it had a vein. <laughs> That's what thrombosis means. It's got a vein in it. Got <laughs> 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 to bring that back. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, Sean, we lost call number two. That's I mean, whatever the second line. Right. What do we got left? All right, Scott from Vern. <laughs> <laughs> That's a huge bitch. You gotta wait for your music, man. Yeah. Wait for your cue. That's a huge bitch. Okay, <laughs> go for it. All right, Scott from Vernon learned a new way to scrape the barnacles off his butt, and that's with a toothbrush. Eric from uh, Wallingford learned that Sean or myself already have a half a, half the supply for my extra extra lingerie mm. for my new large ladies lingerie shop. And finally, Brian from Brookfield learned that D, if you're ever going to get another, if you ever get another hemorrhoid, there's going to be a lot more hanging out of the spandex besides D's nuts. It's a tumor. <laughs> I think that's funny. <laughs> yeah, I, I think Brian's a man. Yeah. I think Brian's got. I'll tell you what. Oh, let's talk about freaking hemorrhoids. It's just, I'm just making, I don't know. It's just, ah. Is it bringing it all back? I've, I've been clean and, clean and hemorrhoid free, Brian, for uh, since uh, the 70s, for God's sakes, okay? It was an accident. All right. Well, look at it this way. If they ever do come back, you can change the D-Euro stickers. Instead of saying D-E-E, they can say T-U-X. Oh, oh, Tux. Uh, all right, you win the prize pack. Hold on a second, and we'll hook you up with a with all that cool stuff. Eric and Scott, thank you for playing, but not today. Time for us to go, because Will Cow is in the wings. This is Will Cow's time. Time to move on. So I'll keep it short and sweet, okay? Tomorrow on D-Sider Radio, we will get to our weekends, because a lot of stuff happened. I mean, Dark Side helped Nick move. You know, that's that's got to be an event in and of itself. Also, uh, more WWF Invasion prize packs to give away. More one of Four Fest tickets to give away. And Sagan Zivas, Psycho Dan's Game Show, which we're now including you, the listeners, as participants. Figured out a way to do it that's just right, and people being lifelines, joining the party. It's all going on. Be sure to remember... No. Captain Howdy at clearchannel.com. That's the address you want to send all of your email responses to. And we have new Euro locations. You know, I didn't even get to tell you about those. In Ansonia, Branford, Clinton, Danbury, New Britain, New Haven, Trumbull, Vernon, Waterbury, Watertown, Agawam, Amherst, and Sag Harbor, Long Island. If you want to find out where the nearest one to you is... 
go online to Radio104.com, click on the D-Euro sticker icon, and the whole list will open up. I'll actually read some of these new, uh, these new locations tomorrow. But if you can't wait... And you heard a location and you want to find out where it is near you, just go online, okay? Have a great day, everybody. See you bright and early tomorrow. Stick around for Will Cow, Chaz, Carlito. They're all coming up in just a little bit. Steve Steiner Radio. It's Radio 104.